it, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Because that's the bottom line. Because And so, goodbye. And good night. Bang! Settle! Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Yes, sir! To off the mats with Alex Lowe's and Josh Silverberg. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the only wrestling talk show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Off the Mat, where we join you every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on WWSRN. I am your host, Josh Silverberg. We have my, as I like to call them, my death triangle group are here with me. I'll start my top on my screen, my top left corner. Mr. Alex Slows down in Florida. What's happening, man? Nothing much, Josh. We had a great week of wrestling. We have we had an amazing pay-per-view, AEW Revolution. We have so much to get through with so little time in the show. Stick with us here the whole way through. It's going to be great, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it was amazing for something. No, we'll get into that a little bit later. And in New York... The one, the one and only, because there is literally only one and only, Mr. Lyle Gillen. What's happening, man? Look at that new setup. <laughs> oh, it looks great, right? <laughs> oh, okay, well, we have a great show. It's going to be funny. It's going to be entertaining. Stick around. It's going to be a good one. Absolutely. I know we have our special guest with us. He is going to come on with us in a couple of minutes before we get him on. We got to go through some stuff, and let's talk about how you could download our app. It's quite simple, ladies and gentlemen. It's free. It's amazing. It's a lot of great stuff. I actually just wrote an article on there uh, today recapping AEW Revolution and what I thought of it. Um, check it out. If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store. You type in WWSRN. You have an Android. You go to the Google Play Store, and you type in Worldwide Sports. It is that simple with the click of a button, and that's it. You get our articles, our show schedule, all the shows and content that are on there. If you missed the show or you want to see clips from the show that you liked, you could go back and rewatch and re-listen to all of them as well. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope, and also WorldWideSportsRadio.com where you can see our beautiful professional website that we, all, we are all very proud of here at the network. Um, and again, I also said YouTube as well. and. We have a brand new open line because Speedy Petey is running the show now, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. He is producing it. We've taken the load a little bit off of Alex because we gave Alex to a lot. It was a lot, and we applaud yeah, Alex for doing all the work that he did for sure. He did a lot. Here's the number, ladies and gentlemen, 203-903-8271. That's 203-903-8271. Um, we could probably, I'm guessing if we, if, if it is on the ticker or not, um, definitely after, after this segment with our guest, um, we want to hear you chime in about what you thought of AEW revolution. We want to hear all that stuff because we all have a lot of different opinions on this pay-per-view. That's for sure. But nevertheless, let us get into our special guest joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, 
He has a show, Break the Apocalypse, and he was on Wrestling Soup. He's a huge wrestling fan, just like we all are. Mr. John Draper. John, what's going on, man? It's Alex, Lyle, and Josh. How are you doing this evening? What's going on? I'm just admiring everybody's little setups. Like um, <laughs> Alex, Alex has the setup of the teacher who's going to get me in trouble. Like when I get called. <laughs> Lyle, a lot of that stuff looks like you just put it up. I don't know if, how big of an island. <laughs> and and I, clearly, clearly, Josh knows that I'm a die, die, die to the grave Mets fan. So he oh, wanted to impress me and hung up his Mets out. That, my, that jersey, my parents bought that for me the last year that Chase Stadium was up. And then wow. at my, my, um, my wife's, um, my, my fiance at the time, now wife, at our engagement shoot, I had her put on that jersey. I said, you got to wear that. I yeah, told her. I, I like this. I like this. Everybody has their own little unique setup. I, I like it. Alex, you got the best lighting. Alex has the best lighting. Oh, easily. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. his well, his father. I mean, come on, his father is Charlie Slows. I mean, come on. I mean, of course, Charlie needs the best lighting there is. I mean, that's, he's, that's he's got Alex has like impressive. He has like like mood lighting. Like I feel like you know, we're gonna have, <laughs> like I don't know where this is headed, but I'm game. That's all. Hey, that's all listen. I mean, well, the good, uh, really quick, because the good thing is my I, I got a MacBook Air, and the beauty is, you know, I was I, I did a show with our our network, the head of the network, Errol Marks. I do a show with him on Saturdays, and we tested it out. And Errol said to me, he goes, how do you sound without a mic and a headset? And I took it off and he goes, wow. He goes, you sound great. He goes, yeah, you don't exactly. need you have a very, Like it picks up very, it's picking up everything you're saying pretty Oh, good. I love it. Oh, thank God. Thank you to Mac. And I'm not even a Mac person, but thank God for Mac with that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. John, we, we have so much you want to get to, so much you want to ask you. And first off, the first question I want to get into with you is how are you doing? How is your family doing with COVID and Everything like that going on with, with the with the craziness this world has seen in the last can't believe it's going on a year now. Yeah, a year. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. I just got a uh, a Facebook memories thing. You know, you get those Facebook reminders. Oh, and wow. a year ago today, I was in the mall by my house with Shaheen and Mish from Wrestling Soup and a whole bunch of wrestlers that were doing an appearance. We were working with them. And uh, I was with JJ Dillon and Jimmy Hart. And you could sense like this was gonna probably be it. Like you could just tell like you know, everybody was not shaking hands and like, so it was a really weird vibe to see those pictures like today, like a year later. And I was just like, holy shit, like, like so much has happened. Like, it's just my gosh, you know, um, I'm in upstate New York. Uh, I'm right by uh, the capital of New York and Albany. And, um, you know, it's getting a little, it's getting quiet, but, you know, we've seen this before. So my wife's a hospital RN and, um, you know, we've 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 had a, a, a rough year as you could have with everybody else, but um, you know, I don't know. Maybe we're coming out of it. Let's see. I, I I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. Put it that way. Like I'm not. That's fair to say. But I have to ask you this really quick before um, let I let the other guys get involved. When you hmm. get those Facebook memories, does it ever hit you and you go, "Holy crap! Do you even remember something like that?" Or is it like, a, "Wow, maybe I should <laughs> yeah. to people because I see some weird crap that I get." I go, "This is from ten years ago. I didn't even know I had Facebook ten years ago." Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember through like eight years ago, I was breaking up with my then girlfriend and I deleted Facebook. I got rid of everything because it was just getting so chaotic. Sure. And then um, like two weeks later, I was back on. So I only have up to eight years ago. But uh, it's great. It reminds you when everyone's dead. Uh, who doesn't like you anymore? you and this guy from four years ago who wants you to die like you know who, wants, <laughs> who, would, who would want you to die a gruesome death four years ago so i like that um it's you know it's cool 
uh, I could see how little like my kids were and stuff like that. My stepdaughters were really tiny, like eight years ago. So, so yeah, um, it, it depends, you know, it, it, it also two years ago, we were getting ready to do an appearance in Chicago for C2E2, which was really great, which is probably one of the highlights of being on the show. So, uh, you know, they sting a little bit. Sometimes they sting. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I just, I, I remember Lyle and I a year ago, we did our show takedown breakdown. We had, we were going to work, um, we were supposed to do an appearance at, um, who was it with Lyle? We were at the intense. We saw Squirrel Circle Entertainment. I think you guys were going to be hanging out with them also. Yeah, yeah we were oh, going yeah. we we to yeah. And it yeah. just fell through. And oh, oh yeah. my God, it was going to be, we were going to do, we were going to be a part of his WrestleMania pre-party that he had in the parking yeah. lot. And David James, yeah. and that was going to be a big thing for us. And it just, but you know what? It all leads full circle because it got us to lead to Alex and we're doing off the mat now, which is awesome. And we're so happy doing yep. it. It's awesome stuff. But um, I'll let these guys uh, ask you a few stuff and then I'll come back afterwards. But we'll go with the first question. Okay. I'm going to hit it right off the bat. This had <laughs> a, the, the hyped up pay-per-view of AEW Revolution. Now, before the horrible, like, erectile dysfunction explosion, what did you think of the pay-per-view? I only I watched pieces of it. Um, I was this was Sunday night, so I was on the fence about ordering it, and then I was like, I'm just going to order it, right? But then I was having so many tr so much trouble ordering it through the Fight Network, and I was like, I don't understand how this works. Like, I, I maybe that's just me. I don't know because I normally um, let me uh, wink into the camera. Normally, people will send me things so I can watch it. Put it that way. Uh, that's usually how that works. So I was like, I'm just going to order it. I don't care. Uh, and my brother-in-law wanted to order it. So we were talking about it during the day and I can't remember, I don't know what the hell happened that day. I'm trying to remember. I think my wife was working. Oh, my wife was working at the hospital. So it was got a little bit of a chaotic day and then like five o'clock rolled around and people are already posting about it. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to, I'll try to jump in some links or something like that. Cause I know I can get on. So I was watching it sporadically. I don't remember what I was doing. I might've been washing my hair. I, I could have been, I don't really know. <laughs> I might have been cleaning my my glasses uh, at that point because I wasn't really that interested in it. I wanted to see a couple of things. I wasn't. I thought the main was going to be weird. Obviously, no one knew what was going to actually happen. Yeah. Um, the Christian thing I thought was really lame. Um, th there was a lot of botches. Um, I'm noticing now their botches are becoming less. Less people are sweeping the botches under the rug. Like, uh, I don't know what the tone is on the show. So if you don't want me to curse, you'll have to tell me now. But um, you can so you guys stop. Go for it. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not that rude, dude. Uh, but um, <laughs> I noticed, like, when they, when they fuck up, like, it's very minimal, minimal things pop up. And there's a lot of, a lot of fuck ups in those TV matches. Um, some of the stuff that happened in the tag, I was just like, wow. Like, there's, there's got, this has got to be on Botchamania. It's got to be. You know, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, the ending being what it is, I, I, it was, I thought it was a little bit of a slop fest. Um, I, I thought it was a lot like WandaVision, you know, everyone ran with it in their own head and thought it was going to be one thing. And then it turned out to be something else. And then if you're disappointed, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it reminded me, it reminded me of WandaVision. Yeah, like, I was like, like, you know, because like I'm reading, I don't know what your guys' comic acumen is, but you know, I'm reading, it's going to be the X-Men and Mephisto and Dr. Strange is going to come out. And then like, all, and I'm like, it is, this is amazing. Right. And I was like, oh my God, the, the X-Men are going to be in this. Or, none of these things were ever happening. Like, you know, but they were upset that they don't happen. 
isn't that kind of our fault though? I mean, not the, the, the main, I, I mean, the main, I can't really defend the main that much. I don't know. I didn't really, I, I, I didn't really, I knew they weren't going to use real barbed wire for the most part. And, um, I was right. I, I knew it wasn't going to be like an FMW IWA type circumstance, which is batshit crazy. I mean, nobody really does that anymore, but that ending, I mean, it's hard to shake that. Honestly, I, I, I really is hard to, to walk away from that ending. Don't you think? Well, really, I mean, before I let Alex go, John, I, because I, I, I will say something. I learned something today. You know, Vince McMahon had a very famous quote that says, um, everybody always remembers the ending. The only thing they remember is the and ending. And that's yeah. the only thing they remember yeah. is the ending. And I don't know if you noticed, I was joking with these guys before yes. we went in the air. If you ever heard of, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard of Marvin Martian from Looney Tunes. He has the famous quote, it was supposed to be a kaboom. What mm. happened to the kaboom? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it what is happened to the kaboom? The it, turned, yeah. it, it, it turned into a fart in church. But yeah. That's really what happened <laughs> to uh, the kaboom. I mean, yeah. I mean, poor Eddie, poor, poor Eddie Kingston, man. I mean, that yeah. dude sold the crap out of that thing, and it was so freaking yeah. lame. I haven't seen, story. I haven't seen so much committal to that. I feel so bad for my second divorce. I would say would probably my. I haven't seen that much committal to a bad idea since my second divorce. I would probably say. <laughs> like i've been around a lot of porno type acting um and that was wow you know i mean it's it's so weird AEW has found this amazing it's kind of like walking dead the tv show it doesn't really matter to the people that watch it they're still they still think it's great they don't they don't care it's like you don't because they make fun of it too john on bte that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is yes, they, they do. They kind of sweep it under the rug where yeah. they poke fun at themselves where they sweep it that way, where mm-hmm. WWE doesn't really have that in show where it's on YouTube where they can make fun of if something is screwed up, whereas AEW has that where they can say, okay, we're going to poke fun at this. But, right, but, I, but the thing is, WWE doesn't want to make fun of itself. See, that's the thing. They would rather insist no, on themselves than make fun of themselves. Yeah, yeah you know that's what I mean? true. Like, I just watched. Do you guys know who that um, that young girl is? The girl on Cinema Girl, she's getting very popular. She does movie reviews, but she does some wrestling stuff, and it's very funny. If you haven't seen her, check her out. I I, I like her a lot because she's like she. I I have to find out who her mother is just in case there's a blood test in my future because she acts way too much <laughs> like me. It's scaring the shit out of me. So um, she just did a take a takedown of NXT two weeks ago, and she doesn't really know a lot about NXT. But her complaints were so germane to anybody who watches NXT's complaints. Everybody's very small. This is not very believable. The Johnny Gargano, like she was hitting these marks, knowing and knowing that she doesn't know about these people. But she's like, she's laughing at like how small everybody is and how unbelievable. She's laughing at Kyle O'Reilly and she's laughing at Finn Balor. And it's just like, you know, it's like other people will do that. Like WWE is never going to do that, right? I don't watch being the elite. I find the, the Jacksons to be reprehensible. I just, there's something so smug and unlikable about them uh, that I've never really liked them that much. I'm more of um, uh, a Briscoe guy, but like um, I'm not denying their success. I'm just saying that like the, they want, these now, guys you're talking want about Briscoe, John, you're talking about, you're talking about Mark and Jay, or are you talking about like, well, Yo- well clearly I'm not talking about Jack and Jerry. I mean, how no, listen, hey, I, <laughs> you made Josh very happy. Well, the hell, dude? I will tell you this. I, I really quick, because I know Alex wants to ask you something, but and Alex knows this. We did our top five tag team show. Alex, ago. if this oh, is yeah. about the birds and the bees, I would, don't feel comfortable answering. 
<laughs> no, no, no. He comes to me about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like you should have that. I feel like with that light, with that mood lighting, you should have this. Yeah, let me tell you something. You get, you're getting me in the ambiance at this point. Oh, no, because you know what it is? When I, I look at Mark and Jay as – I've had this argument a lot many times. They're so underrated. Yeah. In regards oh, yeah. to how um, – they could do any style of wrestling. They could do hardcore style. They could do old style. You know, they could do oh, yeah. kind of style match. Absolutely. And the, the thing about it is, you know, like I showed a picture. My, my wife hates wrestling. And I showed her a picture. Yeah, of, my, I showed her a picture. That's of my fault. I showed her a picture of Mark Crystal <laughs> once because I have an ugly sweater of all I want for Christmas is my two is my three front teeth. And it's Mark Briscoe's face on it. And my wife oh, goes, wow. how do you like these guys? Look at them. And I said, you got to understand the backstory of them. Like, Jay is Jay is one of the best talkers in the business, in my opinion. Jay's great, yeah. He's unbelievable. And we went to the show in ROH, and the whole Manhattan Center was, was cheering for G.O.D. And I'm just like, these guys get no respect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, they, there is that little, you know, elephant in the room about the um, the comments that, uh, I guess, uh, Mark, Mark, was it Jay make them about gays? Is that Jay or Mark? I know it was one of them. I mean, they made it. It's not like it's fake. I know it was Mark. Mark made the yeah, comment. It was a bunch of years ago. I, yeah, he made yeah. that thing about a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was very similar to um, with the comedian, um, the the most one of the most famous comedians in the world. Um, shows you how popular he is. We don't know his name. Uh, who's in all those movies with The Rock? He's like a midget. What the hell's his name? Um, Kevin Hart. Hornswoggle. Kevin Hart. There you go. Kevin Hart's not that much taller than Hornswoggle. Kevin um, Hart. Yes. But <laughs> it's also too, yeah, He got canceled. Yeah, but is Adam Cole really taller than both of them? <laughs> I think he might be actually. I, I I I used to like I used to like the Young Bucks when I didn't see them all the time. Like I used to like them when they were like you know popping up in RH or yeah. or New Japan and stuff. Like I I didn't like them when they sort of cemented this company the way they cemented it and how they cemented it. But Alex, what do you want to ask me about? Listen, it, look, if she says it's okay, then it's okay. <laughs> if, she, if she gave you no permission, no. then if she said it's if she said yes, yes means yes. Just know there's a safe word. John will tell you there's, there's yeah, a, the safe so, word is keep going. So my question <laughs> is on AEW. What are your thoughts with AEW working with different new uh different promotions like New Japan and Impact? And do you see uh God going over to confront Matt and Nick Jackson because and and the Elite because they've kind of been poking back and forth with them. Yeah, they have, and we don't really know how much of that is it's just, you know, it's kayfabe. I mean, it doesn't seem like it's it's real, obviously. Um, you know, the, the weird thing is, normally I would say, yes, I think it would be awesome for them to work with everybody, but Impact has gotten no rub from this whatsoever. No, uh, if you look at Impact rating, I mean, it's black and white. I mean, this has been going on for, what, like two fucking months? Impact has gotten zero uptick in this, zero. Nothing has helped. It has not helped them in any way. They had the so, one episode on Twitch with Omega, and then that was it. That was it. They um, like three or four. Well, they've been on. They, they have a constant, yeah. like, that infomercial thing or whatever, um, which was funny, like, the first two or three times, but now, like, nine times. And it's like, yeah. uh, it's like they, they really just, bad on the mic. Yeah, he's uncomfortable. I mean, he's he's, he's kind of like – he reminds me of Woody Allen in this, uh, uh, like – Oh, in my like God. He's like the wrestling Woody Allen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's – He's smart and he knows what he's doing, but he's so awkward he gets in his own way. He looks at—I um, mean, he almost looks like him when you look at it. Too. I he mean, does. He oh does. My God. I mean, I, I'm just waiting for him to be like. I—I I, I mean, this is crazy. Kenny Omega. I mean, this is crazy. Kenny Omega. <laughs> but um, you know what, is Alex? I don't think it helps anybody. The, the problem is, they decided a few years ago, and we learned this very quickly on the soup, is that despite in spite of what they were saying, 
they were just relying on the people that were already going to show up. They weren't looking to bring old people back in who stopped watching wrestling. They weren't looking to convert other people over. They weren't looking. It was like the people that like the Bucks and like Kenny and like Marty the Squirrel and all these people and the Cowboy and all this other shit. If you like that, this is where you can watch them from now on. They didn't do anything to bring anybody else in. So it's like I don't no. see how – and it's proof is in the pudding. Impact is the prime example, right? I mean Impact is a prime example how little impact they have helping a company impact. It's like 125,000 people watch it, dude. 150, yeah. like, come on, dude. Like that's, that's it, well, the, oh, I could tell you, for, for, you know, cause I know Lyle and I, we have, <laughs> we, we have all, we have, we have, we have optimum. And the only way we could watch, we can watch impact is on Twitch. And then, yeah. and that's, that's a huge problem for them is that cause no, access to not on, all cable network providers and when yeah. you don't have that that's a killer but mm -hmm. my i agree my, you know my question i want to ask you is it's a two-parter one is what got you into starting to watch wrestling growing up and also what got you into wanting to do um the show that you're doing now and everything that you're all the projects that you're working on well when i uh the my earliest memories would be um uh channel nine i grew up in uh, brooklyn so channel nine which became UPN, uh, whatever the hell it's called now. I don't know what it's called now, but WOR. So it's like the Mets were on that channel. Um, yes. They would have a lot of sci-fi on that channel on the weekend. So we're talking about maybe 79, 80. Uh, Bob Backlund is, uh, yeah. is champ. And they had a, a weekly show, I guess, on, on Channel 9. Uh, we didn't have cable. So that uh, cable wasn't even available then at where I lived in uh, Chita Bay. But I liked, we got into it. Uh, my brother Kevin was already kind of buying the magazines. So it was a combination of buying magazines which was like five months out of date, but we didn't know because there's no internet and watching the shows on channel nine. And then we would go to live shows. So we would go to um, every like one Monday a month in the garden back then. And if you had cable, if you have like Manhattan cable, which was free in Manhattan uh, through UHF, whatever you could watch. They just, Lord Alfred Hayes would just do commentary like over a full garden card and the garden cards back then were unbelievable because they lasted forever. There was a mishmash. Like you get a program when you walked in it'd be like Baron Von Raschke versus uh chief J Shrongbo. You know what I mean? The main event is Don Morocco versus Pedro Morales in a, in a, in a, a street match, street fight or something like that. <clears throat> um, I saw Bob Backlund, I think fight King Kong Mosca in 80, 81. Wow. I saw Hogan in the cage was Bundy. Wow. Uh, talking was, old school yeah. wrestling here. Yeah, I mean, my favorite tag team was uh, Tony Greer, Rick Martel, and then they they broke that tag team up, and then it was Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas. Um, so you had like the Samoans, the Moon Dogs, and then you had like Bob Backlund, who was like very you know very believable, like you know like like at the time before he lost his fucking mind, and he had like Arnold Skolin managing him, and then you had Buddy Rogers uh, with Snuka. I mean, it was just Tito Santana then took over the Intercontinental title for a while. They had the tag team with the Can-Am connection. Like, I just remember all these stages building up. So I was a big comic guy. I think that lent itself a lot to what I was watching. Um, but as far as Break the Apocalypse goes, after, like, I don't know how many months of um, COVID audienceless wrestling that we were watching, I, you know, that WrestleMania with no audience was just like, I, I couldn't believe how was brutal it was. Yeah, I, it's awful. I mean, I just, there were maybe, I would say maybe one or two. I don't remember. That were there, but it was just an, it was, it was weird. It was yeah, just, it, yeah, it just didn't feel right. It didn't sit it well. Awful. It just felt unnecessary. And 
like uh like this whack it was so i remember talking to maybe joey offline and i was just like like i i, I don't even want to watch this like you know and then i guess somewhere around that time there's some speculation i don't i, I really don't know but it was when speaking out happened so we had audienceless wrestling speaking out and i was just like you know i I, I, I just, my hands felt so dirty because I felt like I had just spent all this time, like sort of co-opting, like, you know, things that my brother was doing, you know, for so long, obviously. And the show was already like seven years established before I went on, like six years established. And like, I, I once the audience list thing stopped, I noticed how much worse the shows were. And I think the shows were always bad, but I feel like the audience can cover that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no covering up WrestleMania. It was it was awful. It was terrible. And like you talk about a show like Soup, where like a weekly episode does twenty between twenty and thirty thousand downloads. WrestleMania post shows do like forty. You know what I mean? Like they're huge numbers. So this is like our season, like where we get we we get the most out of you know the most listenership for the year by far. Wasn't into it. Like I wasn't into it. Um, I I don't I don't feel like they were that into it either. I don't know how into it they were. We never really talk about it. But then speaking out happened, and I was just like, "Yo, like I can't," because that just pushed me over the edge. Like I I will remember that forever. I remember vividly going to my wife and going, "I really don't think I want to do this anymore because I hate some of these people so much. Like I they, they're despicable people, and I feel like I'm helping." push an agenda of despicable people even just by talking about them like you know what i mean that was hard for me that was so our first I, episode, alex and i when we did off the mat our first ever episode was literally when this in the middle of the speaking out stuff was going really? on and it was so weird because you know it was it like it comes out all the time oh it always does there's always yeah like, i mean like, I'll, be one of, I'll be i'll be one of the you you know you said John you felt like your hands were dirty I was, and I'm not afraid to say it, I was a massive advocate for a guy like the Velveteen Dream and then oh, you yeah, hear all the all the crap that came out and I said oh my god, this guy, nowadays but doing the stuff that he did the way he went about it and WWE tried to sweep it under the rug, and then I was yeah. like you know and like you're seeing like Marty Skrull is still taking the hit from this. Yeah. And yet here's Velveteen who's still on television. And it's like, whoa, I don't understand. Well, I will, I will say his career is over. I mean, he was he was destined to be a big star in the company. And it did seem like that affected his career. Um, and he had the car accident too. And then it that's all. That's what I'm saying. All, right, he's done. Going. Like he's never, he's never getting. Yeah. There was, if you would have asked me two years ago. Two years ago, if you would have said who in NXT is gonna, could be future world champion in WWE. I'd be like, well, a Velveteen Dream. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, because I, he was I said that after his first match. I said that after his first match with Andrade to take over. I watched it with Lyle. Yeah, I watched that with Lyle, and I said to Lyle after that match, I said, "Lyle, I said this guy's gonna be a star." Oh yeah, I thought he was. A oh my star. god! Yeah, me too. If you look, if you look at the difference between the U.S. and Japan, and you see what happened with Will Ospreay, all that mm-hmm. stuff came out about him. He took a hit for a couple days, and then it was like nothing happened. Exactly. Well, but he, he, also, he, he, makes, able... he makes his money in another country. I don't think if had he yes. been on TV the, it, here in the states, this would not have worked for him. He but would not New Japan shut out. down. They were shut down during this. Yeah, they so were. So they had that. You had that thing where you, you didn't see him. You didn't hear from yeah. him. He stopped tweeting. He disappeared. And then now well, he came back and yeah. no one cares. 
But People look care. at what happened with look at what happened <laughs> with Joey Ryan and Skrull. If they ever right. show up again, that company is getting hammered. They're getting destroyed. You can prove that when you look at what happened with Joey Ryan the other day, or last week, I think it was, when it came yeah, out yeah, that he had was booking a show for a women's charity event. Yeah, yeah we talked about it. We talked about it. What, yeah. what shirt are you wearing, Lyle? I'm trying to read your shirt. What is your shirt? Uh, I'm wearing Inner Circle because uh, they're going to oh, okay. split up on tomorrow. Oh, so yeah, probably. I'm all sad. <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing. Uh, what I'm do wearing, you think about that? I'm wearing. I'm wearing a white T-shirt uh, from. The Gap. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Alex has a Uniqlo. Yeah, Uniqlo. Uniqlo. I'm under the impression. I seriously think Alex wears that shirt every day of his life. Alex, what's your violence? Yeah, that's a John Moxley shirt. He loves that Moxley. He loves Moxley. I'm a big Moxley fan. He's I, a big Moxley. Now, were you a big Dean Ambrose fan? Or are you a big John oh, Moxley fan? By far, I was a big Dean Ambrose fan. I, I like Dean a lot, but that last tail end of him was painful. Like before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was the worst. Woo! They didn't know if he was a heel or a face. Nobody knew what he was. <laughs> that was bad. Who do you yeah. like better, Moxley or Ambrose? Oh. Uh, well, well that, you know, honestly, like Moxley wrestles like once a month on TV versus the guy who was – Dean was like in the – every title pitcher and a title holder and i mean i haven't seen enough of moxley you know it's no, more we have not seen enough of him i've seen enough of him on tv i mean like you know i i i i don't know um he i think he always has good matches i, I don't think he has yeah he matches. does by far but i also think you know this guy went from working like six days a week to like one day a week and i think it's obvious i mean that's one of the things i noticed with these guys right away and i'm somebody who like was buying like pro wrestling illustrated, like, you know, when dusty was on the cover feuding with Ric Flair or like Greg Valentine, you know? So it's like, I've seen, I've seen all these stages, you know, for a long, for 40 years, like, like literally 40 years. And um, it doesn't take me very long to notice when a guy doesn't work out like the way he used to. Um, I noticed this um, when I saw uh, who's the big guys that WWE cut that they never got the Ascension. So I had to help. I was like the, yes. the help for the Ascension, both guys last year. And uh, one of those motherfuckers is the size of like a Buick LeSable. I mean, like I just, oh, he was the I biggest man. Connor. Like I'm like six one, yeah, like 190 is. pounds. So it's like I'm not like a little dude. I was like, I was just like, what? What is this? Is this a human? <laughs> like he was so wide and like, you know. And the other one's in great shape, but nowhere as big as the other bigger dude. They were the nicest fucking guys ever, by the way. Oh yeah. And, they, uh, I, could, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't say enough nice things about them as people. Like they just were so engaging and like nice. Like, Fun you know, fact about Connor, he's actually a big, big Redskins fan. Oh, is he? I don't know where they're oh, from. Yeah. They're such nice dudes, man. Like I, I hope that I hope I would like something come out of this for them. Cause they seem like gen genuinely good dudes, but it's like, like I noticed this thing, like I was in, um, I was in Chicago. So I we did an appearance in Chicago and I had my all access speaking page. I can go where the fuck I want, wherever I want to go. So I'm walking around and I see where they have this is before AEW is even a thing. And uh they're doing like the all-in people, whatever they're calling it at this point in time, two years ago, and uh or uh, double down, I don't know what the hell they're calling. But it's like this big thing. It's like Marty signing and hangman page. It was all the, all of them are there, and and punk, by the way. So I was like, you know, I'm always making these jokes about how much bigger I am than, than people. And like, except for Connor and Victor, but um, I just want to see exactly the size differential between me and these guys. And like, I'm standing often at the, where C2E2 is maybe like as far away as like this mug is in front of me or whatever. And I see all of them. 
and they're all so small. And they just look like guys that would host like a game show in the 80s or something. They just didn't look like <laughs> like everybody's really frail and got like disco. I call them disco jeans, like very poor, like jeans that have not been in fashion for a while unless you're in a Russian nightclub. Like, oh. you know, and like and they're all like, you know, like, eh, they, you know, like hanging out. And I just I didn't want to take I just like watching this because I want to talk about it on the show. And I remember I'm texting Joey and I'm like. If I was a part of All In, I would be the, I would, other than Cody, I would probably be the tallest person in, in the company. Like every, I mean, we're talking like this, this, this. And then I saw Punk and I'm, I love Punk's from the hardcore scene. Like, you know, I, he was a comic book guy. Like yeah. he tugs at a lot of strings for me, but I knew Punk is not no big dude. Cause I'd met Punk at a, at a mm -hmm. hardcore show. Um, but I'm like, I just want to see how Punk's looking these days. I haven't seen him in a long time. Really gaunt like emaciated. And I remember it was at Marty squirrel sitting in a chair and it we wasn't even like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, these, guys don't, these you know. guys don't, these guys don't look like wrestlers to me. And like, I no. like, I'm like Connor and Victor. I'll show I'll send you a picture today of me, Connor and Victor. You'll, you'll know who's the wrestlers and who's the, who's the, oh, yeah. the guy scared for his life. Cause it's me. And I'm just <laughs> like, and, I, and I'm not like, and, and Mish is a huge guy. Like, you know, uh, but they're like huge, like in shape, like well, lifting a truck, huge. You know well, what I mean? You know yeah. what it is? Because we went to, I know, Alex, I don't know if you ever experienced it. Because I know you said you're probably going to try to go to Mania this year. But I don't, I don't think they're going to have I've actually, I've actually met Connor. Uh, he runs, he's a trainer now at Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling, uh, Jay Lethal's Academy. Oh, cool. So I went there one time to do some backstage stuff. And I just happened to run across, uh, run, run into him in the backstage area. And he, uh, how I said he's a big Redskins fan, he he knows somebody that I used to work with at 106.7, the radio station at D.C. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was talking to him about about him, and he 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 immediately he immediately knew who that was when I mentioned him. He's a really nice guy. Now, wait, which I, one is is Connor the 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 massive guy or the not so massive guy? That's Victor. Connor's the massive guy. Oh, he's so huge, dude. I mean, that guy. You ever see? I mean, that guy's enormous, bro. So like, you think yeah, that he is. is? Let me. You think that guy's so? Why don't we were at Access a couple years ago? And at the time he wasn't so big. I mean, I noticed him. I forget. I think Lyle went to go somewhere, and I went somewhere really quick. We we went separately for a few minutes, and all of a sudden I see uh, Drew McIntyre walking by, and I go, I go, what? I go, who is this guy? He's like six foot seven. Six foot. He's monstrous. Oh my oh, yeah. god! Yeah, Dude, yeah. his boot was the size of my body. He's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's a pro I wrestler. Go, I go to like Lyle I go to live after. I go to live. I go, dude, you miss it. He goes, what? I go, dude, Drew McIntyre walked by here. I swear to God, I think his hand was the size of my head. Not even. Oh kidding. yeah, I met. Uh, oh, you guys know. You guys, you guys remember no, Ox, yeah, like, Ox, um, Ox Baker? You guys remember Ox Baker? He was a wrestler in the 70s and 80s. He was actually also in uh, Escape from New York. He, he he was the guy he fought uh in Escape from New York. He was like the the like one of the top level bosses that you had to fight essentially. Like he fought Ox Baker was a massive wrestler and I met Ox Baker at a Fangoria convention in like the late 80s and he literally picked me up by my neck. And at that point he's probably already in his 50s. He was like 6'5, six, 6'6, six, six, but like 280 pounds. You know what I mean? That's like Wow. You know, you know, you know, when you meet a pro wrestler, dude, like, oh, you know, yeah. and it, yeah. And, and you know, yeah. I like a lot of small guys too. I'm a, it's not, I'm not a size queen. Uh, you know, I, this is just, you should look, you should look like if you fake fight, 
you should look like part of the prerequisite is you should look like you beat people up. And I agree with I, that. I, I, that's just me. You know, like th there's a reason, like if you go back to when, um, uh, whatchamacallit, when uh, they announced the X-Men movies, right? And everyone was like, who's going to be Wolverine? It should be Arnold Schwarzenegger. It should be like, we just didn't know the fuck to play Wolverine. And then you hear it's a theater actor from Australia that no one has ever seen in their life, right? But when you see Hugh Jackman and you see the kind of shape he gets in, like he's a, he's a monster. I mean, he looks like a, a superhero. Maybe not the classic five foot three Wolverine, but he looks like Wolverine. You know, if when you see him in those movies, he gets bigger and bigger and more. Uh, you see Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool? Deadpool doesn't need to be Diesel. Ryan Reynolds takes that to a whole other level. Like, you know, you, you know, Hugh Jackman isn't really killing people in the X-Men. He's not really a mutant. You know, the guy who plays Thor, Ian Hemsworth, is not really a god. But we, but you convince, you have to look the part. There's a reason why mm -hmm. you looked the part. You know, the last yeah. two Joker, the last two people to play Joker, the first thing they both did was they emaciated themselves. But Heath Ledger did it. And I know because he was living in my neighborhood when he was doing it in Brooklyn. And uh, so did Joaquin Phoenix. They emaciated themselves. Why? Because their vision of Joker is somebody who probably never really eats. Like he's just constantly conniving and he's, you know, you know, like they would look at Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was a big, Heath Ledger was a diesel dude at one point in his life. He lost like 60 pounds to play that fucking role. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't just walk up and go, yeah, I'll just show up and, you know, 200, 200 pound Joker, you know, big arms. Nobody will notice that, right? Joker working out. No, because it's inconceivable for you to think Joker is doing a, going on the treadmill. You know, I just don't know why all these guys get a pass for these buggy whip arms. And, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's not, to me, I don't like it. It's not, it's not, it's nothing to do with the indies or, well, you know, and I went to NXT live up here like five years in a row when they were still coming up here. Mm -hmm. um, but those, you know, guys look like wrestlers. Like Adam Cole is a small guy, but he's got a great talking persona like his persona is yeah, great he definitely does. he's got charisma yeah, he's awesome he's got charisma. yeah even like even like when you look at it, like you think of like you look at shinsuke nakamura shinsuke nakamura oh, yeah is he guy but what he has is his charisma and he draws with the crowd oh, yeah, like, yeah. What is and his shit and his shit looks real like nakamura yeah, shit looks real. like it used to anyway his shit looks real well yeah you know? and then you went to wwe and then, then went to wwe and that was the end of that you watch old, <laughs> yeah. watch, watch old uh prince prince devitt matches He's fucking killing himself. I mean, he's yeah. killing himself. He is killing himself in the ring to hey, get Alex, that over. Alex, I remember, you, had... remember, uh, you guys remember AJ when he was in the Bullet Club? AJ was killing himself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he, he was. was killing himself. Even now, I mean, oh look, yeah. I mean, yeah. I remember. Here's a, like, <laughs> I grew up. This is a true story. Uh, I don't know. This in 2005 when I went to TNA Lockdown in 2005. This was a very, very, very young AJ Styles, and my my. Mom and I are in – my mom took me for my birthday in the crowd. Is this Simon Hanson? No, AJ Styles jumps into the crowd. Who does he land on? He lands on my mother. Oh, my God. And my mom freaked out. And I was like, <laughs> why was she freaking out? <laughs> she was she, like, why is, this, why is this little guy – why is this little guy on me? Yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you're talking, John. <laughs> You're talking, and I've shown Lau. I've never shown you Lau. I've shown Lau this many times. He still laughs about it that this happened because you see him. I look like a freaking wacko wearing my WrestleMania shirt in seventh grade. But, <laughs> but it's you look at a I young TNA, man. where he's thin, nothing to now being this hulky looking dude with the long soccer mom haircut, yeah. and it's just a different vibe that he has on for where he was 15 years ago. But you say it, he still looks the part. 
He looks that's like a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he does. To me, to me, Kevin Owens, like I and I said this about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens looks like a wrestler. He looks like a guy who's a one of two things to me. He's either a wrestler or he's the bouncer in the club that you, even though he's not in the best shape, he's the guy you don't want to have throwing you out. Yes. <laughs> my experience, guys who look like Kevin Owens, when they hit you, you're going down. You know what I mean? He's a very believable fighter. Like he's a fighting kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe that. Like, you know, I've seen guys his size get down all over the the country, you know, in, in club after club after club playing touring. So it's like, I believe that I need to be convinced that if you, but my, you know, it's not necessarily size. It's, it's also how it's the physicality, how you carry yourself. If, if, if I look like I could mug you with a feather, I'm not paying money to watch you fake fight ever. I'm just never. That's true. It's true. I'm never going to pay money. You're never convincing me. You're never gonna like if if I if I could roll up on you and take all your shit, this problem like because you shouldn't I shouldn't be allowed I shouldn't be able to do that. Well, I can only and imagine what, what you, Leon Ruff, man. I can only imagine what you think of Leon Ruff. Well, that was Marco stunt. Oh, oh I never. Um, and again, we're here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is off the man. I'm Josh Silberg with Alex Lowe's and Alex and John Draper joining us here from the show. Uh. Break the apocalypse, and I know I want to let these guys uh, get more involved with their questions asking. I know Alex had a question, I believe, about um, NXT. Correct, Alex, and what you correct for that? No, Lyle had a very intriguing question afterwards, and I want to. So my question is about the undisputed era. What do you think about them splitting up? And do you see Adam Cole becoming the next, uh, the new NXT champion, and why? Yeah, I mean, I it had to happen just because it's just the way the the world is. I mean, like we don't keep everybody together. They were together for way too long. Um, well, they, they were, I mean, yeah, Adam, they definitely Cole, were. Adam Cole is the breakout talent. He's always been, uh, uh, fish is from my town up here in New York. He might actually be here now, uh, because he's, he's actually born and raised in colony, New York up here. Um, I never saw much in, um, in Roddy. I just, Roddy's acting is on like Tom Byron level eighties porn to me. Uh, and it ruins every, every time it was like, I've never seen anybody, like he must have grew up watching a lot of VHS porn because his acting is literally lifted from VHS porn acting. And then you get um, Kyle. Kyle's shit looks great. He's got cauliflower ears, which, you know. He, you I'm have to be excited know. about that rivalry, renewing that ROH rivalry with Kyle and Adam. I remember it. Yeah, it seems like so long ago. It does. You know, uh, but. It's a very long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, you knew that was going to come anyway. But, but yeah, Bobby, you did. Hurt, Bobby gets hurt every week. I mean, the guy's hurt. The I guy's say pretty hurt much. I say that all the time. Like, like his spine is held together with mental losses. I mean, he gets hurt all the time. It's such um, a killer. I, me and my brother-in-law have this back and forth. We said if Adam Cole was my size, he would be the world champion. Like, you know what I mean? And, and I'm not even big. I, that's just shows you how tiny he is. No. Um, you know, he's a half man. foot. I don't believe it. Oh, dude, he ain't no six foot. Come on now. <laughs> he's not I six foot. Six. Dude. That's right. I heard he's five six. He's like five six, yeah. Oh, he's, he's five, five six. six. I'm yeah. five six, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, if he's yeah. five that gives me hope. He's with Britt Baker. Let me tell you something. If he's, he's five, five six, six, my wife, my wife's uh, five one and three quarters. She might be able to take him. I'm just throwing that out but, there. But you know, but, you know <laughs> Adam talks like a guy. Adam talks like the classic heel, mm-hmm. who doesn't back up his shit because he's not he. But he just is a talker, right? I like his his shit looks good in the ring. I like it. But these guys can't leave NXT. I mean, they none no, of them, they can't. They have to stay there. They have to stay where they are, and I like that. I think that that's fine. 
you know, same thing with Johnny. You know, like I, I love Johnny in the ring. Johnny, Johnny outside the ring, I can't Champa stand. Too. Same thing, Champa too. They can't leave. The can't problem leave. with uh, WWE, the main roster, is when they take big people like the Undisputed Era and move them up to the main roster. Oh. They, they they just they told they totally ruined their, their their picture and everything that's supposed to be part of their character. Well, look what they did well, to Keith Lee. Yeah, they I said this to Josh ago. Uh, they took his uh theme song, Bask in the Glory, and they made it to, into a generic shitty SmackDown versus yeah. Raw. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they took a hot superstar like Keith Lee, who was killing the business, running NXT, was the hottest t shirt on the WWE shop website, and they bring him up. And like Alex said, you put a creative super, you put a creative superstar theme on him, and it's mm. like, what is this crap? And then well, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I think his interview skills are uh, uh, didn't help either. I'm just telling you the truth because here's this massive guy. He's very athletic he's on, on the mic, and he gets in front of you. He's like, "Let me explain this to you. Uh, I am not happy with <laughs> Drew McIntyre. It's like it's like he doesn't know what he seems so uncomfortable. Like I'm so nervous. I'm going to forget what I'm going to say. So I say it in this." <laughs> Eddie Murphy character voice. Do you think? Um, do you think Drew's monotone? <laughs> yeah, Drew has no charisma. He's charismaless. He's just charismaless. Like Keith, Keith Lee is kind he of is, charisma. Yeah. Keith Lee has charisma, but he can't speak. But yeah, I like Matt. Drew can speak, he but has he has no. Charisma. Drew can speak, but he has no charisma. Drew, Drew, Drew's speaking about charisma. Like, oh, Seamus, I'm gonna get you. It's like you know, or like they have him doing like <laughs> whatever, whatever <laughs> goofy internet. Whatever dumb internet thing is popular that week, they have Drew doing. Like, oh, I'm going to do the Macarena on TikTok later. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You're like a 6'6 six, six killing machine. Kill people. Kill people. Like, look, no, at, look at all the you, things like with Roman. Like, no, Roman. You had a very interesting question. You were dying to ask him before the show started, I believe it was. I know you wanted to get it out and ask what his opinion now, was. No, we, yeah, we kind of cre- we kind of spoke about it a little bit about Joey Ryan and the Women's Charity event. Um, well, I did a whole, we did a show on it last week. Yes. Um, but because we, we kind of spoke about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, what did you, now we spoke about Tony Khan, how he's not very good at talking. And yeah, I did not believe for a second. I, I don't believe for a second the excuse he said for what happened with the. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. I All want right, your so- opinion on that. I, I uh, off the air, I talked to Shaheen and Brian about it. And I, but the thing is, Shaheen has a lot of connections to wrestling that I don't have. So Shaheen got a person who was on the card to talk to him off the record. And that person had no idea Joey Ryan was involved. Now, that's that one person. Um, I think that maybe had this not have been po- as poorly received, I, I don't know. It is, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we're all following something that was started by carnival barkers and sideshow people. And it's still run like it's in a carnival tent. It's, none of it's really changed. Like the way they treat each other, the way they talk to one another, the way they fuck each other over and, you know, everything about it. Like it's, it's a carny business. So yeah. do I believe the carny guy when he said the other carny guy, I didn't know the other carny guy was on this carny show. Not not particularly. Like, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I don't. I think it was so badly received that everybody had to run for cover. But I, I said this on the air last week. You know, I, I I have no problem with if, like, a Jordan Grace gets somebody sending really inappropriate things to her, her doing something about it publicly. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. I have a problem with Jordan Grace 
being shy about talking about Joey Ryan. She's still good friends with Joey Ryan. She still follows Joey Ryan on Twitter. And it's like, you're the person, if somebody says something about your ass. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, but that's what I'm saying. But there's something very insidious about the people who are the first to call everyone out on their bad behavior who do. And I made this distinction last week. I talked about Sabu and um, uh, what's his face from uh, CZW, uh, the guy who bought CZW Mm -hmm. from the other crackhead. Um, What the fuck's his name? Uh, who owns Speaking of crackheads, I got a crackhead question for you after this. Who uh who did John John Zandig sold it to uh John Zandig sold it to um what's his face? Uh, DJ Hyde, right? So DJ Hyde is not known as a good guy. Uh Sabu is not known as a good guy. Like, you know, Sabu is the, people have like horrible stories about Sabu. But Sabu and DJ Hyde aren't going on the internet every week talking about safe spaces or uh women's rights. They're just being scummy guys through and through. You can make your choice. They're not trying to convince you that they're good people. These other guys are trying to convince you that they're good people while really being scummy guys. And I think that there's like, a very big distinction between that, those two things. Like the guy who ran Synergy Wrestling, he came out or it, got, it came out that he was a pedophile and he had a different was using a different name. He was right. all over, uh, go, acting like he was a social justice warrior online. Yeah. Oh was, yeah, he was a big. He was oh, my yep. friend. My friend worked the show that he was at where he said my tires were slashed because I'm gay. And it turns out motherfucker just had a flat tire. Never apologized for it. He basically said people here slash my tires because I'm gay. And the people that put the show, my friend was there. I can't say the name in person, but it's a friend of mine. He was there. And he was like, this motherfucker started all this shit. He had a flat tire. He didn't apologize. He didn't recant what he said. He put it basically out there, you know, because – there's a lot of social currency in him saying that his tires were slashed because he's a gay promoter or a gay wrestler. Um, that guy, I don't know enough about. We are going to talk about it this Thursday because Shaheen knows. Mm-hmm. Shaheen had a big – knows him, absolutely knows him. And other people have come forward and told me they know him personally because he's a Jersey guy and I'm in New York. You know, I, didn't, I knew who he was because he was following me, but I never interacted with him. I think he may have liked the soup at one point. Couldn't tell you. I don't fucking know. But he was another one. Big on fingering people, no pun intended, pointing, yelling to people for not like, this is, we got to make safe spaces. And it's like, dude, what? So you can meet boys? Like, what are we making these spaces for? Yeah. So you don't get arrested again? So I, I think, because a normal person doesn't want bad things to happen to anybody. Well, like a normal person no. isn't a sexist or a racist or a pedophile or, or a homophobe. Let's just be a normal. I could tell. That's just being normal. I didn't realize that you had to declare this. I thought the idea was that you, unless you act otherwise, you should be perceived as a good person unless acting otherwise. The problem is yeah, guys, like that, guys like Joey Ryan, I've, uh, David Starr, all these people, there's a pattern here. And I think people need to follow the pattern. They're constantly yakking and nipping at people and trying to get people in trouble. And then you hear the real world comes in and you're like, oh my God, they're so much worse than anybody that they were talking about. Their behavior is so much worse. It's criminal. And it's yeah. criminal. I mean, these are criminal. These guys are criminals. They're criminals. Speaking of, speaking of criminals, I got a question for you about a criminal. And I need to do this right now. Do you think New Jack should be in prison? I mean, <laughs> again, all right. So I got I got I got a text message about this today. I'm just gonna really? this to you. It wasn't no, from I'm me. Not joking. Nope. It wasn't from me, I can tell you that. I got a text message. Here it is. Here we go. Hold on, I'm gonna read it to you. I'm not gonna say who sent it, but New Jack, I mean, you can say it if you want. No, the person d- didn't give me their permission to say it. But basically, it was uh, – oh, where is it? 
oh. 100% going to make me feel bad now. What no, I no. It, no, it's somebody. Here we go. <laughs> where did – oh, where the fuck is it? I know it's in here. Oh, it was – oh, New Jack is clear. Do you think AEW is going to hire him? Ha, 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 ha. And I'm like <laughs> – Yeah. Let me, tell you like, something. Let me tell you something. You want to get – you want to give that dude a chance to do a, a barbed wire death match? That's the guy. But, but again, here, here's... New Jack versus me, Joey Janela. New, New, New Jack is not walking around denying anything he's ever done. New Jack is not New Jack is not calling out other people for their bad behavior. New Jack is not trying to get other people in trouble, throwing them under the bus. All that stuff. New Jack yeah, is being who he is. She's, she's very... She loves the camera, this dog. This but, but the thing is, New Jack acts the way he acts, and you decide if you want to support that or not. Just yeah. like Sabu. Just like um, uh, DJ Hyde. A lot of these CZW, uh, you know, uh, you know, guys who bleed all over glass for a living. A lot of these guys are scummy, fucked up guys. You decide I mean, if you a guy. I mean, John, John, he threw a guy 100-something feet from the balcony, and, and, want, and even admitted he tried to kill him, and he was high. Yeah, but you oh. know that. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. But, but the thing is, like, but, but people kept giving him. But people, yeah, and the thing with um, mass transit, not, the mass transit incident. I, I, yeah, I have that. I still have that on yeah. yeah. But I'm like, you know, but Eric Gulas, <laughs> I think his name is whatever. But I'm saying, like, oh, people kept hiring him. New Jack didn't then turn around and be like, you know, we just got to stop calling. We got to be nicer to women. We've got to start being really nice to women. No, he's probably calling women bitches and hoes. You could decide if that's somebody you want to support. I don't like this. This there's this new breed of people who come mm. up and act like they are. They're playing a character. Their character is I'm going to rat out everybody. I, uh, if you if you say something about Charlotte's plastic surgery, I'm going to uh, try to get you kicked off of Twitter. But uh, I'm I'm raping and drugging women on the side. But don't you know? Time out. Let's not get in trouble for that. You know what I mean? That's my kayfabe. My in kayfabe, I'm 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 a horror, I'm a pedophile. But on my uh, my wrestling persona, I'm a social justice activist. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Well, John, we're there gonna, are. Yeah, John, we're gonna let you get going, get on with the rest of your evening for sure. Listen, we really appreciate you coming on with us. I mean, you know, you, this was an hour, but it was so worth the hour. Can I just say that? Well, you, you guys have any uh, questions? Alex looks like he wants to ask me a lot. I feel like Alex, Alex you want to ask that. more. Uh, do you like the NXT's moving to Tuesday night starting April thirteenth? Do you agree this will benefit WWE and allow them to focus on their talent more instead of just short promos that don't have much detail? Because when NXT is on Wednesday nights, like how they are now, there's there's not there's just not enough TV time to really allow these superstars to come up with a good promo and show it enough on TV. Well, the the, the thing that I my understanding is they're being forced by the network because uh, they're going to start covering sports on Wednesdays. So because the NBC, so that's, you know, it's funny because I read what Cody said about this and it's emphatically not true. It's so empirically incorrect. Like, I don't understand why no one didn't call him out for this. He was basically alluding like, well, we've been kicking their ass at that time slot for so long now. No, NBC sports is is folding the network and they're going to have, since they own USA, they're going to put those sports that draw bigger ratings on over a TV show that draws like 600,000 people. That's, 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 that's what that's yeah. about. That That's really, yeah. there's nothing to do with it's the right move. With AW. It, to me, I think it's the right move, but I don't think it's going to change the programming, unfortunately, because whatever, about it, you know, what, yeah, whatever, whatever bug came in there and ruined that program about a year or so ago, it's still there. 
they, they're trying That's to it. be raw. They're trying to be SmackDown with people who will never be on Raw and SmackDown. The Johnny Gargano well, the, thing. This is one of the worst gimmicks I've seen in the forever. way gimmick. I, I agree. I do not. It's a terrible. It's, it's so terrible. It's beneath, it's beneath his talent. It's, it's nothing his like his talent. It's not even that. Even like, I have. But even like Austin Theory is a guy. Austin Theory is so super talented. He doesn't need. Yeah, to Austin Theory was an evolved champion. When yeah, oh, I know. yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah I, I have that. a theory about NXT. Now, if you think about back to what they were on the network, they were an hour, yeah. and majority of it was it was pre-taped, and they were just sh- you didn't have the main guys on most of the time. My theory is that they masked all the horrible things about that show, and now that it's live on Wednesdays, they can't do that, and now you see it all. So I, yeah, when they were taped for a week on. On the network, they could edit out all the bad things, redo it all they want, and yeah. if someone wasn't doing well, they could put something else on there in that time slot. It, hmm. it, they, they had so much more freedom to hide what was bad about it, and now it's live, you see everything. Yeah, but Lyle, don't you think the reason why it was so good was because it was only an hour, and they had no choice but to get us and give us that hour? They had no choice. That was must-watch. That was the only thing I watched perpetually on the network. Uh, other than the pay-per-views, yeah. obviously. I mean, I was, and again, I went and saw them live up here like four or five years in a row, and it depleted every time. Like, it was a little less. Every, by the third year, it was half full. By the fourth year, I sat second row. I mean, it was just, I sat second row. Like, it was not even, like, that big of a deal. Like, I was like, second row, this is amazing. Like, I saw Bailey uh, beat Alexa Bliss there with my kid, like, five years ago, and then you couldn't, it was, it was so loud, you couldn't hear anything. People were screaming. So much when en- it was Enzo and Cass, uh, you know, um, the main yeah. event was uh, a triple threat match with, I think, Finn Balor, KO, and uh, the the Prince Pretty there, dude. Like, I'm just like, I, like yep. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like, dude, was, yeah, but it was great. I mean, it was just like, dude, it was amazing. It was just like, oh, my God, it was so exciting, you know, to be at the live product. I think they tried to, they, they tried to make it something that wasn't. And I know Vince got his paws in there or someone else got their paws in there or God knows who got their paws in there. It's bad now. It's a bad show. This whole thing with Dexter Loomis, I mean, I, I, I'm getting the impression that he fucks all these people. Like that's – when I watch this, it's like does Dexter <laughs> Loomis have sex with all of them and then they become like an occult with him? Well, Andy that- Hartwell likes him. Yeah, but it's like – but no, I'm not even joking. Like I – like, like – Speaking it, of the birds and the bees – but I'm like, is that like, is it like a sex? Cult? Is he like doing a sex cult? Like, like an ambiguous sex? I mean, cult? when you see those eyes, and clearly Indy's into it. I mean, clearly there's something going on there in the back that we just don't know about. But there could be a storyline. But it's like it's so, la- and a lot of it is so lazy. It's lazy. Yeah, it's, it's lazy. It's lazy storytelling. Well, they're gonna try, and we're gonna talk about this in the in the next segment. Um, I know they're gonna try to have a banger show tomorrow. I think I mean, you're good. you're seeing it. They have two major announcements they're going to announce, which I, think, yeah. I don't know what they are, and they're going to have two championships on the line: their heavyweight championship and their women's championship on the line. So they're going to try to have a banger show because um, I'm curious how Dynamite's going to go tomorrow if they're going to poke fun at this. Um, yeah, my, this my, my prediction is Eddie, Eddie that Omega's pissed. He Eddie said Kingston Eddie, will come out and, put, yeah, and, and try to make light of it. They'll use Kingston to make light of it because he's very yeah exactly because they, the the reporters Alvarez said it today that Kenny that Kenny's pissed because they did a pre show test and it came out fine but the problem is when you do a pre show test yeah <laughs> you don't know how good those those uh, fireworks are compared to the ones that you're going to use in the show 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just, you never it know. Was I mean, they'll, they'll weave it. They'll work it into a shoot, obviously. You know what I mean? They, they will. No, not have, I mean, John, you know, so not have barrels. Went on the side of the ring. They had barrels of when the explosions. Yeah, I used to buy. I used to buy them in the in the nineties. I used to get. Yeah, them they had the big. Country. You know, this one was just a little. The minute I saw, we'll talk, we'll talk about this in a few minutes with Lyle and Alex. But the moment I saw the sparklers happen, I said, "Oh God, this is going to be garbage." Well, I mean, but but it's like a city field fireworks show after that. But the thing is, they <laughs> they they showed you Onita. They showed you FMW and uh, matches to get you for people that never saw these before to make you think that this was going to be that, right? It's just like WandaVision. And it wasn't. And it wasn't. And now people are pissed. The difference between that WandaVision is that they told you it was going to be this. That you didn't make this up. It wasn't on comicbook.com going, we think it's Mephisto at the end, who's the cat, who's going to be the devil. And all. None of this existed. This was never in the show at all. They yeah. told you, real barbed wire, most of the barbed wire was rubber. You could tell by the way it was moving. That was what was reported that most of the rubber. Was rubber. Was most of it, almost all of it was rubber. There was no explosions at the end. There was very little. And then when they so. hit the barbed wire, the explosions weren't that very big. They weren't right. They weren't compared to FMW or like Terry Funk, you know, or like Onita versus Mister to- Tojo or whatever. Well, like, I didn't like the setup. I didn't like the setup because one it was a bad setup. The, the thing was when you think of barbed wire, John, and I, I was Lyle was at the house watching with me. When you think of barbed wire. You think of there's no ring ropes. Mm-hmm. It's straight barbed wire. Bar yeah. yeah, and by the way, guys, by, guys, by the way, let's not let's not lose. I don't know how much you follow death matches. I don't, but I'm on a show with a guy who was, you know, worked with GCW since it started. Um, this is done a lot in the states. This is not as uncommon as we think. Take no. COVID out of it. GCW does shit like this all the motherfucking time. I mean, like they, they do. Like they do. I mean. <laughs> You know, that's kind of their thing. I mean, not necessarily barbar, but they do exploding glass and panes of glass and fluorescent light bulb tubes. Light bulb tubes, all, yeah. Like GC, like GC the tables on the outside looks it looks so it looks so Indie-ish with the tables, with the barbar. And it's like where I think yeah. with AEW, they they there there was just so much more they could have done that to not make it look so cheap and cheesy and look like that. It was just so I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have, I, if I knew we were using the rubber, which is fine. I mean, I, I don't need to see barbed wire matches anymore. It's just like, whatever. Like, it's, you know, it was cool. It's okay. It's not, I'm not really into the get hepatitis from the wrestling people. Like, I'm not, like, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I, like, you don't need to get, you don't need to get hepatitis in front of me. Like, I've heard horror stories of death matches from people that, like, if I was, like, I'm not squeamish, but yo, like, I don't want dudes, I don't want to go home. Like, Shaheen used to tell me he used to clean the blood off of all of his clothes, like, of sneakers and stuff from GCW, because the blood was so thick from these matches. This is, yeah. this is like, this is Jersey. This is not like, you know, this is, this is fucking South Jersey. This isn't like IWA in the 90s or something. So they had, I mean, it's not like, and Moxley was in a lot of these matches in CCW. He did these matches in CCW. Mm-hmm. He did. So, oh, so he did not, crazy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. He did the meat carver thing. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, it's not like no one. The cheese guys, grinders. The cheese, gra- the cheese grater, but he also did the turkey cut, like the the, the carver. The, you ever see the famous thing, the carver thing in his head? So it's like, you know, they've done this before. They know how to do these things. If I knew yeah. that they were good, if I had a hand in that, I would have said, listen, we're not obviously using mostly rubber barbed wire, which is fine. But the explosions need to be big because that's going to take away from the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, because they're obviously going to gig and they're going to bleed. Everyone does that. I mean, they do it all the goddamn time. I mean, look, Cody. Co- Co- Cody does that. Like, for, Cody does that for anybody. Like, he'll fucking mm-hmm. he'll gig for anybody. Yeah. So you knew it was a blade. You know, you, you didn't. You knew you were going to see blood. A lot of blood. 
I mean, it wasn't really that bloody, actually. All things considered. No, I just I, I think the thing that 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 bothered me the most was you know when you know you know you're using Onita for the promo, right? Right. You might as well, and you saw Moxley used his jacket that he that he oh. used to put to. Well, you might as well just make a carbon copy of the match then, the way it was. One and two. Why don't you? And I I wrote this in the article I wrote t- um, today for the network. Why don't you? You could have made it really fun and had Moxie come out to Wild Thing, like yeah, you do, and do it that way and get the crowd really engaged. People are gonna go, "Oh my God, this is freaking awesome! This looks like right. the video we saw on YouTube. This is great." He's coming out to the Jack. He's coming out to Wild Thing. This is so cool. I mean, it's with, you know, you might as well make a carbon copy if you're doing all this. Just copy what was working. But instead of Wild Thing, it yeah. was more like Mild Thing. Can you imagine what Onita must have thought at the end? I'd be like, this was bullshit. Oh, he was like, poor fucking I mean, listen, Terry Why Funk. Why did they call me? Why did they call me if they were gonna make a PJ Disney version of it? Terry Funk did the sh- did the did the freaking matches shirtless with explosions and barbed wire. Yeah, like that, yeah. the butcher, the old sheep herders that became um or uh, Mick Foley when he got his ear caught in a barbed wire and he lost Foley's it. Foley got him with Foley lost the ear. Yep. There was um, I think it was in the, I think it might have been, uh, it was the the sheep herders who became once the WWE it became uh, you know water, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> I hear uh, like an explosion upstairs in my house. My my, we just got the dog two weeks ago. My wife's trying to control them and she can't do it. Oh, um, but uh, <laughs> I mean, there was, she's like screaming. It's very funny to watch. <laughs> I, I think it was a UWF match between the sheep, the sheep herders, and the Fantastics in a barbed wire match. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and by the way, the reason why they had left the ropes up there was so Kenny could do his flippy flippy things. So that's a, he can't do the flippy flips. So the moment I saw that Lyle, what was the first thing I said to you? I said, I hate this because I don't remember barbed wire thing. I said, they're not doing actual barbed wire thing. Yeah. Well, that's, I did think that that's why they had the one side up. So remember that really means you weren't listening to me. You were probably glued to your cellular device, but that's besides. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you're going to do it, do it like otherwise then don't do it. No one was clamoring yeah. for this. I would have been fine with the, uh, if they could have said, we're going to do an Iron Man match 60 minutes. Why don't they just do what they did? The like, oh, fuck. That sounds cool. I would love yeah. that. Why don't wow, they just do what they did the first idea. time? The, the, the non-section match. Yeah, or or I mean, uh, it was a great match the first time. They should have done a scaffold match or or a sixty minute Iron Man match. Because Last like that would have been cool. I would have liked that. They didn't need to do this. They didn't need to the do problem, this. No one was the, for them to do this. The problem with the sixty minute Iron Man match is that every single person watching is gonna expect Omega Okada four. They could have right, every single person watching expected Onita uh, uh, Mr. Tojo three with the per- minus yeah, the piranha. You're a, I mean, like, that's true. That's true. Too. You know, I, I I thought they were gonna blow that fucking place up because I was like, they got oh, a lot right. of money. They not yep. they, they don't mind. They'll they'll spend it on anything over there. Mm-hmm. They are going to blow that place is going to be an inferno. Yeah. Like I'm like they are going to blow that place. That is going to be bomb. Bombs will be going off. Like people will be calling the cops. That's how bad that's gonna be. Nothing. It was just it was a shade of the thing mm-hmm. that they copied from another country, which again. These matches happen in GCW. Like they're they're not that uncommon. They happen, no. you know. They just don't happen to have two major millionaire guys in them usually. But you know, they 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 do happen. Um, I you know, it's funny. I I don't want AEW to be unsuccessful. I want it to be good. I want it to be a real alternative to WWE instead of a bitter ex girlfriend. And it's just it seems like they are content on being the bitter ex girlfriend who's like maybe a little bit younger. You know, has like a little bit of a nicer house or something. Like I don't know. I, I really thought they were going to try and get my age group back 
into watching. Instead, they want to get my age group back in the ring. So I somebody explain that. I don't understand like why that fan base is so adamant against anybody over 35, but any wrestler over 45, they they will like whip their balls out like immediately. Like, yes, this is what I really want to see. You know what I mean? It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense because the viewership is aged towards much younger people and smaller people. And you're getting in like, by the way, Christian, I saw Christian at Comic-Con. Christian's enormous. Like, and he's not even a big guy. He's enormous. He's like six, three in shape, enormous guy. You know what yeah. I mean? So he, he's going to dwarf. He's going to dwarf a lot of people there, dude. Watch how you see Christian dwarf some of these real dwarfs. Oh, I believe it. All right. Well, um, which I, I want to point out. Um, you know, you had him come in in the Rumble, and everyone was really excited to see him and Big E and and see him come back and wrestle because he looked good. Yeah, he looks good. But then I felt like when he went to AEW and debuted, a lot of the same people were shitting all over it. Well, I mean, it's, and, it, it, but the reality is Christian would have done is not going to do anything in in AEW. <laughs> He's not. He, he's, he's not. No. He's not. He's not. He's not. He, he's not. They would never. They're never. He's not. He's not getting belts. He's not. You know. The, no. He'll be in a tag team by the end of the year with somebody. Like that's how that's gonna work. The, the, the company is geared towards seven or eight people. That's it. Like you have to get a rotate seven or eight people. Six of them are executive vice presidents. You know, three of the executive vice. Three of the top four executive presidents have the three of the four belts in the company. Yeah, I'll say it to this day. I going back. I say it when 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 Lance Archer fought Cody. I hated the decision to let yeah. Cody win that match. Yeah, yeah. Said, you have a monster of a behemoth man destroying everybody, coming out to a theme song. Everybody dies, right. only to have all that momentum and then lose it in a pay per view. Well, 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 gosh, this is, probably, this is where you're right. His momentum died because uh, everything did die. His momentum died because yep. Cody. You can't. Cody has to There's do more no jobs. There's no reason for Cody to win. Everybody uh, knows who he is. No. Instead of doing jobs for Darby, you should be doing jobs for the killing guy, Brian Cage or Lance Archer. That's yeah. That makes sense to me. You know, the reason why Brock worked so well as he did was because no one doubted the validity of Brock just killing people. No one doubted that. You know, I still to this day, I think one of the best things in the 21st century WWE ever did was having Brock treat John Cena like a little baby doll. Like, and here's this massive muscular superstar guy and he just tosses him around like a doll, like a baby and bleeds and beats his ass, like with, with no mercy. That was know? great. Brock needed to do that because Cena was his, Cena was bigger than the company at that point. Mm -hmm. Cena was like, Cena was a rocket. Like you needed to do that. Cody's never going to do that for anybody. The Bucks are never doing that for anybody. Yeah, but that's the weird. But he, the weird thing is, John. He, it's weird you say that, and I agree with you to a certain extent. The weird thing is, he did it for Brody Lee, though, which is the he weirdest did. thing. He got squashed for Brody Lee. He did, yeah. Why? Why did he not? But that's because he was going on to the HBO show. Well, that's because he was going to shoot that TV. Well, show. I know. I understand. Yeah. I know he was doing the show, but at the same time, though, is what makes any difference of him trying to put over another town who they just signed, who was going, by the way, who had just wrestled at the to at, at the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom against oh, yeah. John Moxley um, in Archer. Why not put somebody with all that momentum over who had just also had Jake Roberts be his manager put, yeah. um, over and said, you squash him. What has Lance done since he's in a ladder match? He loses. He's in other yeah. matches. Now he's getting pinned the last few weeks. 
on yeah. his match. Oh, well, it's over. It's over. It's done. It's over. I mean, he's, 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 he's Braun Strowman. said that was going to happen the moment he's, this happened. He's Braun Strowman, right? Same thing I with Sean that... Spears. Same thing with yeah. Sean Spears. When Cody beat Sean Spears, and Sean Spears had all that momentum, and he lost that match, he said, done. You'll never it's hear over. from him again. You don't hear from the, him. The, the idea is, is that the, the money is always in the chase anyway. But the difference is you had guys like uh, Braun, uh, and you know, to a certain extent, Brock, but Brock's a Brock's a whole other animal. Brock's in a whole other food group, right? But Braun's momentum died when Braun went from picking up trucks and throwing them across the room to dancing with little kids and you know, and doing nursery rhyme sticky things because they wanted Braun to be like a star. And unfortunately, I think Cody doesn't have enough passion for uh, any of these other guys that aren't in that little clique to say, yeah, it's really important that Brian Cage beats the shit out of me because this way we'll make money with Brian Cage just beating the shit out of big name top guys all the time. You know, like Brian Cage and Lance Archer should be killing people in that company. They should be killing people. Well, Well, Hobbs is a nobody. He's a nobody, but if you build him the right way, John, but they won't even build their, they won't even build the right way guys that are already like have a huge pedigree. I mean, the best wrestler in that company is Ray Phoenix. He's the best wrestler in the company. He's the best wrestler in the company. So right, okay. he's never going anywhere. This is whatever you, the the limit. You, the sky is the limit. He's at the sky. Even Pac. What about Pac? Pac is a, Pac, but Pac's a bit of a wild card because a he gets hurt a lot, and b like he was just gone for like a year for the COVID. Yeah. Like he wouldn't come back for COVID or something. You so know what's another guy that I think that they should push more, and it's it might be a little biased with me, but that's whatever. It is uh, Pentagon. I like Pentagon a lot. Fine, I'm fine. He he he, he gets the crowd. I love him. Him. They yeah, love his crowd. Everything about him. Yeah. He, he was huge in impact. His matches, his rivalry with Sammy Callahan was unbelievable. Forget yeah, Lucha Underground. And more into a singles guy and make that happen. Because he's not in the crew. He's not an executive vice president. Yeah, and that's the problem. Like, it's not, that's you know, it bothers me yeah, so that's a major right. issue. It, it, but it's evident in the hierarchy of the show. It's I evident. Know. It just drives me nuts. It like, really does. It's evident. And at one point, when Cody had the belt and Kenny had the belt and the Young Bucks had the belt, that means all four executive vice presidents have the major titles. The I mean, it's just, it's, I didn't realize that. Oh, we had yeah, amazing. So, so now only three have them. I mean, like, oh, okay, wow, it's only three now. Well, let me ask you this. What, let me ask you this. Was the decision to let the Young Bucks beat FTR? Was that was that bad, a bad move? Because the, because the Young Bucks don't need to. Win I, I agree with that. Their yeah, they've already done a lot and, in business. And they're, they're, they're not they're losing fans for losing the matches. FTR cannot be Marco Stunt now. They're, I mean, this is what they've come they're to. Estab- they're established guys. When, when a guy is that, when people are that established, they don't need to win as much anymore. No, they don't. It's, I mean, like, FTR all really they have to do, All they really need to do is just help the other guys get over. That's it. FTR needed that, but instead they give them Tully, 65-year-old Tully to play with, and like, and now they're going to give Sean Spears in there. It's like it's all distractions to keep Yeah, it is. I didn't, that, I didn't like that whole thing of bringing uh, – Totally like, like, like Ray Phoenix should have the belt that Darby Allen has. That's what I'm like. Why do you think going to join? I know Lyle's made this a sticky, but do you think Cody's going to eventually join that four horsemen group with FTR and, Co- and Sean Spears? Or well, they don't have the right to say the name. Conrad owns it. And uh, I, I don't know, him being on the show yet, yes, uh, the other day, um, last week, uh, he, he, they could do it because WWE does do not it. own that name. But, but, but guys, and Cody guys, tried to trademark it. You, you're going to do that without Ric Flair in the company? Come on, man. 
Yeah, I mean, you're gonna do that. You know what's funny is I didn't even think about that. You're gonna do that with Tully and Arn. I mean, like, okay, yeah, wow, like, oh, okay. I mean, it's like it's just really no Ric Flair, no Ric Flair, and you want to use the gimmick? Yeah, okay. Like that's weird. I don't know. You know, they're dying to use all these gimmicks that they don't want to use. I didn't even think about that. Rick Flair has a very volatile relationship with WWE, so it wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw eighty-year-old Rick Flair next year, like trout out and be like, you know, I'm gonna vent the four horsemen here because they wouldn't let me do it there, you know, because apparently he's always he's always had some kind of drama with how they use him, but it's just like you know, maybe make your own four horsemen, call it something. I don't know, like make it make it something else. I have no idea. The WWE came up with in the 21st century that got over right. New Day, huge. Uh, the Wyatt family, I agree. huge. The Wyatt family the was the most. The Shield, the most, Shield. Yeah, the Shield Wyatt was family. the biggest. The Shield huge. was the Three huge, huge things. Money makers through and through. Oh, yeah. Made they, money. Oh, yeah, made money. Huge. Now, they made all that up in the last 10 years, right? 10 years? Mm-hmm. 10 years? So it's not impossible. I mean, it's not impossible to make these things up. Make something up. I don't like, like you know, like I, like I don't understand. It's. WWE came up with these things by accident, probably. Like, like, like the New Day was supposed to be like a jobber thing that was going to be like a joke. It was enormous. It's fucking enormous. I'm surprised it wasn't a Saturday morning cartoon. The Shield was enormous. Yeah, the Wyatt were. family was enormous. Enormous gimmicks. Yeah. All 21st century look gimmicks. At, look at all the matches they had. Like uh, the Shield versus the Wyatt family. Oh, yeah, Chamber. The, uh, the Shield taking on the New Day. Like. Two years ago, one of the first cinematic matches WWE tried was that weird, uh, like uh, snuff film they did with New Day and the Wyatt family. It was so weird, like in the in the fields there, where Xavier Woods was like uh, having a panic attack. It looked like for real. He was scared for real. I don't remember that. Oh, dude, it was a cinematic match. It was the New Day versus the Wyatt. And Xavier Woods was like, I don't want to, I don't want to get messed Oh, with the one yeah. in the um, the Wyatt compound. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, guys in hoods showed up and shit. And yeah. Truck. Yeah, the Shield. That's my favorite thing about the Shield. Like when I saw their matches, was how they were just risk takers. They didn't care. They were they would just go to any limit to win. And uh, like Seth Rollins, he would just jump off the top of stuff all the oh, time. Yeah, that was great. I mean, they would. But all of these things are relatively new. These are ten-year-old gimmicks. These aren't forty-year-old gimmicks. Like this isn't Sting coming out to rain and snow and a rafters and all. we've seen all this before. Like, mm-hmm. like, like yeah. somebody somebody came up with those three factions. I don't know who I don't know who made them up, but somebody's smart. And by the way, the Hurt Business is starting I, to look I, like I, I, be I know who too. probably did it. It's probably Michael Hayes. The Hurt Business is looking like it's going to be something now too. Yeah, like the Hurt point. Business, you can't not take that seriously anymore. I can like, tell you, hundred percent sure. I think my, Michael Hayes had something to do with it. Yeah, maybe of, with the Freebirds. I mean, you have to remember the new day, and you know they put the Freebird rule. Yeah, they put the Freebird rule back. Fake, fake, I love that. Fake Hall of Fame. But I'm just fake. saying, if WWE could come up with those three teams that are. Oh, definitely. Millions and millions of dollars in T-shirts and dolls and toys and spinoffs and headlining, headlining pay-per-views, headlining, headlining WrestleMania. How man. many of those guys are world champions? How many of them right now? Like, uh, let me see. Every member of the Shield. Oh yeah, Bray uh, and Kofi. So you got like the half of that roster is world champions in the last eight nine years. I mean, uh, you know, obviously they knew what they were doing. Make something new. If you want to use the Four Horsemen, that's fine. I don't think using it with Rick, without Ric Flair is appropriate. Who wants to see a Four Horsemen anything without the leader of the, the premier yeah. Four Horsemen? 
You know, it's nice that they got JJ. Like JJ get some work. That's cool. JJ's a nice guy. But uh, Arn and Tully, they'll they'll figure out a way to get all that built in together. I, I'm curious. Tomorrow night's gonna be very interesting, guys. I, I think oh, tomorrow it night it's gonna be interesting to tomorrow see. Night is very interesting. Can I ask yeah. you a quick question because I know you, I know you have to uh, go. Yeah, on, I gotta bounce in a minute. You know, uh, really quick. In regards to what the way AEW's tag team division is, you know, I, I, I've had conversations with these guys about it in the past. You know, AEW is the best tag team division, in my opinion, in professional wrestling. I don't want to speak on behalf of these guys, but they do. But yet, for some particular reason, they keep throwing together these random tag teams like MJF and Jericho and Phoenix and Pac. And when you have you have teams like the Best Friends, FTR, the acclaimed, uh, Jurassic Express. You know, Jurassic Express. Like, you have all these great tattoos. Why are they constantly throwing these, like, Hangman and Kenny? They're throwing because these tattoos together when you I, have certified. I, I can tell you, I can tell you two seconds. Because they only have two hours on primetime television, and everybody's got to get their shit in. That's why there's eight tag team matches. We got a six on six. We got five on four. We got three on nine. Because they got to get everybody on TV. Everybody's got to try to get Because no one wants New to be on does the same thing. Yeah, no one wants to be on dark. Oh, like, well, their division. No, is. no one really wants to be on dark. And then the other show is not going to be on network television either. You could either do, you could either uh, team with Anna J on dark, or you could have this hodgepodge tag team where you have to do a job to Kenny and MJF or whatever. Which one do you want to do on primetime? I'm going to be in the primetime show. That's fine. You know, there's a bit, there's like, you know, 800,000 people. How many people watch dark? 200,000? 300? I didn't think it's that much, is it? Uh, it's, I think no, it's, it's uh, last I think it was 260. That was last 260? the viewership wise. So, yeah. So, so it's 790 versus 260. Yeah. You know, you got to get all these guys in. They only have that one primetime show. So that's why there's 500 tag matches with like, we're going to have uh, Ray Phoenix is going to team with the guy who sells ice cream. And then the other guy is going to team with the, uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, we got to get everybody, everybody's got to get their shit in. It's just, it, you know, it's like, it's like an indie card where there's 25 matches and you think, Oh, this is great. It's 20 matches. And then 15 of them are like, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to watch any of this. Well, everybody had to be on the show. So I think it's because they, they have to get people on that network and they only have that two hour slot. And a lot of that two hours is going to the executive vice presidents and their shenanigans and, you know, and all the interview stuff and, and you know, to pretend they're pushing the women, which is a big thing they, they pretend to do. So it's just like, even though their tournament is on the, on the internet, um, you know, but um, yeah, that's what it is. And, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon because the other network show they're doing isn't a network show. It's also on the internet. So let's see, let, let's see what happens with big shows. Uh, what are they calling that show now? The big show one? Dark Evolution. Uh, Evolution. Elevation. What, what night, what night Elevation. is that going to be on? Elevation. Monday, Monday, I think, 7 to 8 or 7 to 9. So it's an hour and then uh, the other. Dark is an hour, right? Uh, Dark is was supposed to be an hour, but then it ended up being like two hours. Oh but uh, the Elevation, I think, is going to be two hours. And Dark is going to go back to one hour. Dark is okay, so they're going to. But again, this is on a primetime television. So it's like there's no, a limit not. to who's going to watch mm-hmm. it. Versus, I mean, you're talking about less than a third of the people watching this one show that you could be on versus three times as many people being on the other show. I don't care who I am. I want to be on the, I'll, I'll, you know, put me on that show. Put me on the, put me on the network show. You know what I mean? It's as simple as that. Um, I'm surprised they're not doing another network show. I'm very, very surprised. I don't know why they're not doing another network show. I would say something on TBS. What's that? Do something on TBS. I thought the other show was going to be on the internet. No, no, it is. But I'm saying if they, if they were, they should do something on TBS. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what the I know it kind is. of sounds like WCW-ish. Yeah, it does. But again, I would have ran with that from day one. Like, this is the first time wrestling's back on TNT, on TNT whatever. Yeah, 
it was good for a long time on TNT. Is it going to be like mm-hmm. that show or is it going to be different? Like they, again, it's this soft touch where it's like, we really, we really don't want the viewers who used to watch this show on TNT called Nitro, which was an amazing show for most of its run. Mm-hmm. And it was a groundbreaking they don't, show. Yeah. That makes no sense. They don't want the hardcore wrestling viewership that. Nitro well, I, you know what, you know what that is Alex to me. Um, and I'll end on this. I don't think they want the scrutiny from those people because you know, uh, Marco Stun and the Jurassic uh, uh, Twinks or whatever can can make a huge. <laughs> they can make a huge botch, right? And and no one and none of their fan base cares. The Young Bucks can make a you put catch up on their dad's head, and no one, no one, because the fan base is so culty that they don't care. But if you try that on another network, on another on another wrestling program, on another company, if Impact did that, it would be like the joke of the week was Impact's ketchup scene, which was clearly ketchup. Like their father looked like a drunk Steven Seagal. Like they threw him up against the wall. They got ketchup all over the wall. It was just like, come on, dude, this is awful. This is like, this that is like a bad. child. That was bad. But they don't care. But the thing is, they know the fan base doesn't care. Their fan base has already said, we don't care if it's bad. We just like you so much. You flippy flip real good. We're going to be here no matter what. You know what I mean? Well, their That's fan base crapped all over them for the explosion. Everyone was crapping all over them for that. Oh, yeah. The majority they of did, their right, I, I, was. So that could be a good thing. All over yeah. Twitter. Well, that, but, but again, there were some people saying that it was intentional. That that was actually that. I no, don't no, believe really, that. I think Tony, Tony Khan lied through his teeth with that. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think that they, they had something planned, and it didn't go off as planned, and yeah. they tried to just spin it. Happens yeah. all the time. Remember Roman two months just ago? Say that. Just say that. Remember, Paul had to do the thing for Roman to get the handcuff off. He couldn't get the handcuff off. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, too. He was stuck to the. He was, stuck was to terrible. The it was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he was. was, stuck. He, was he couldn't get the fuck out. He, he was, couldn't get off. He was, he was handcuffed. He couldn't, what could yeah. he do? It's a live TV show. Yeah, it happens. I mean, it happens. Uh, you know, I mean, instead of just pretending that it was supposed to happen, that that actually kind of got swept under the rug because people liked the match so much. So, I mean, that might be part of it too, but. At the end of the day, it was a sparkle fest. It was not a good idea. I hope they know not to do that again. I think we will not see that again. Everyone's saying they're going to do it again now because they're going to make a bigger deal and do a bigger version of it. I'm like, I wouldn't no, be dude, shocked. I would not. Really? No. I really? would do it. No. I, 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 I wouldn't do it. Well, did, tomorrow night's I'm not saying be, I want to see it, but I wouldn't be shocked. Tomorrow yeah, night's going to be an interesting night of wrestling for sure. That's for sure. John Draper, ladies and gentlemen. All right, John, tell the fans how they can reach out to you on social media and everything like that going forward. and. Stuff like well, that. Well, you could uh, you could check out our podcast. It's called Break the Apocalypse. It's on every major platform. Uh, comes out every Friday. It's recorded um, because I have to get edited a lot for lawsuits. And uh, the full shows are available on Patreon. We have a really good Patreon going where we have all the unedited shows. They run up almost about three hours now. So you get the free weekly show every Friday on all major platforms called Break the Apocalypse. Uh, but you only get about half a show. And uh, then you get the full show on the Patreon, where you also get a Q&A show, every bonus show every month, which we're going to start doing more of. We're going to double up on them. And it's only five bucks a month. Five bucks a month gets you the full catalog going back to full, uh, September, every uh, every full show, and plus every Q&A show. And the Q&A show is only Patreon people get to ask the questions. So it's basically, you know, we're, we're getting in a good groove now, people from Patreon, where it's like a lot more people are asking questions. So the show is so much longer. So we're going to split the show. But uh, other than that, you know, I, I haven't really been doing much um, in terms of wrestling. I just put it, wanted to put the focus on the comedy stuff for a while while wrestling kind of fixed itself. Uh, and it's, it looks like it's actually not fixing itself. So I don't know when I'll be back. But, you know, I, people do ask me this a lot whenever I do a wrestling show. And I'm just going to say this. There is some talk about doing something with my brother, uh, Kevin Castle. 
uh, about doing a wrestling show in the future, us doing our own show. Uh, just given the circumstances now and how bad wrestling is, that's why it's not happening. Because I would want maybe after COVID and maybe after there's audiences and people going and, you know, house shows and moving parts, we'll address that again. But uh, it's not completely dead. I, I, I think I misspoke on a, on a couple of other shows where I said that. It's just not in the cards right now because I don't think wrestling is not, it's not as interesting to cover. When we get audiences and audience shows again and touring shows and, you know, uh, you know uh, more than uh, what we're getting right now, Yes, I think it might be worth entertaining. I think we're tired of the and we're tired of Jacksonville at this point. Yeah, we're all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think we got yeah. new people. You need new people. Uh, you need new. You need new experiences. You know, I'll tell you one thing. Um, I've been to plenty of house shows. I've been to WWF shows. I've been to WCW shows. I've been to ECW shows. I've been to indie shows, uh, and I've played a lot of shows as a traveling like musician. There is no ex- there is no uh, substitute for a live crowd for a good live engaging crowd. And I think, you know, um, wrestling might have a problem getting those people back with the product being what it is. Um, I'm, I'm excited to move forward later on in the year to see that again. I would like to, I would like to re-examine covering it, you know, uh, pay-per-views in different States. You know what I mean? With audiences and stuff. Well, I will you know. tell you this before you go, I will say this with WrestleMania right around the corner. Uh, but the, there being a live crowd, about 25, uh, about 25,000, 30,000 people. Yeah. You're gonna watch. You're gonna want your name to be the first name on that card, because the minute that first person comes out of the back, that crowd's yeah. crazy. No well, I hope so. I mean, you, know, you have to remember too; those events are very papered. Like, who's gonna spend twenty five thousand dollars on a WrestleMania ticket? In the middle well, of the yeah, exactly. that's the problem. Like, you know, like, you know it's, it's a rumor card this year, and it well. Yeah, yeah let's see. Let, I don't know that that crowd is gonna be the good barometer because it's still. You know, yeah. WrestleMania is like the thing that people only go to and then never go to anything else. You know, it's like, you know, I, I play a lot of, I go to a lot of small indie concerts and indie bands and, you know, like 300 people. And like, you know, there's a big difference between people who go to that and go to things with 30,000 people. So it's just, you know, the fan, it's more of a rabid fan base. I'd like to see AEW in the, you know, po- post COVID world tour and see how they were doing some of these cities. There was supposed to be in all these yeah. cities. There's supposed to be here. There's supposed to be in Philly. There's supposed to be. So I'd like to see that. I want to see. Credential is going to be sold out. You're kidding. The Pru Center, really? In a, in a new. Yeah, that was. Prudential Center was sold out and they were yeah, going to be doing the War Game style match. Yeah. Ah. Do you, you guys ever been to the Pru Center? Love it. No. Love I, it. I used to yeah. work. I used to work in Jersey City long before they built that. And then when I heard they were building that, I was like, oh, that's going to be an unsafe place. And then I went there. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I, well, I, was, I worked down there for like 14 years and then um, uh, commuting for Brooklyn. And then I went and I saw Iron Maiden there 10 years ago. Hell and it was yeah. The first time I was there, that Maiden show, and I was like, yo, this place is gorgeous. This place is beautiful. I was like, I can't believe it. Well, I, I, can't see it on the I can't see it. What is that a tattoo of? That yeah, looks I like can't. the uh, what is it? It's Eddie. Oh, it's what what Eddie Bird? Can't see it with my fucking light. Is that killers? It's or, uh No, it's uh f- from the single for Stranger in a Strange Land. Oh wow. That's interesting choice of Eddie's. My goodness. I see mostly uh, I didn't want the standard Eddie school. that everyone does. It's everyone does yeah, killers, yeah. everyone does yeah, yeah. trooper. Of the beast, I didn't trooper. want yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love Maiden. I'm a big fan. My first concert was uh, yeah. Ma- Maiden in Queensryche in 1985 at Radio City. That was my first concert. Um, but yeah, like I said, I I would love to jump back in because I missed the discussions. Um, 
maybe once we arrest some of these terrible people who are uh, uh, being sexual predators on these women and some men and get them out of the business and we get crowds back in and then we kick this thing back up. You know, if you have a Tuesday night show and a Wednesday night show and a Monday night show and a Friday night show, and then you have impact running on uh, Tuesdays, which I think is going to be a death sentence for them at some point uh, with WWE at this point. You know, let, let, let's see what happens. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm excited. I want things to get better, though. I want I want to be more engaged in what I'm watching rather than complaining about it. Although I'm good at complaining. I've made I've made a living out of complaining. <laughs> well, John, thank you so much for joining us. And we would love to have you back on in the future for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, Maybe after Mania or something like that. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll, for sure. Let's, hey, I'm uh, down. We're going to set that up uh, for sure. And because um, we, we have, I know we it's great because we, you know, I, we have a whole bunch of uh, – guests that want to come on before that mania show because they have like you a lot to say about the wwe product well i want to thank uh alex's lighting because it's uh i feel very, am- <laughs> I feel very amorous now i might actually uh kiss my wife i maybe i don't know who knows uh, it's like Lyle, that south park episode if you watch south park when they go see the broadway show Lyle, are you Lyle, are you a long island guy or are you just an islanders fan i am i'm from long island Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it's because it, it, by law you have to have at least three of those things in your house if you live in Long Island, right? Those <laughs> uh, and Josh, uh, you've impressed me with the with the Mets stuff. That's thank you. Know, you. Appreciate it. I, uh, I, my backdrop. My backdrop when we do the show is I have a Break the Apocalypse backdrop to cover up my exercise equipment. So that's like I was you know, wondering like, what that was. You know, I didn't know what that was. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, okay. uh, well, in the winter, I don't. I normally in the winter when there's no COVID, I run outside every day. I run inside because it's like 10 degrees up here. But uh, because of COVID, it's the only time I get to go outside. So I was like, I'm gonna even if I have to walk, I'm gonna go out. And I've been going out like 18 degree weather up here and like snow and ice and shit. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been using it. I've only used it a few times this season because I'm constantly going outside. And now the weather is changing. So I will hopefully be outside more. But normally in the backdrop, this is the basement of my house. I have a Break the Apocalypse uh, banner that's real nice that Shaheen made for us. So yeah, uh, guys, tune in to Break the Apocalypse. You get it free every Friday. Uh, it's a comedy show. It's very, very uh, adult heavy. We do talk a little bit about wrestling on there. I think we might talk a little bit about this uh, Jersey guy, the, uh, the the pedophile, because how can you not? I mean, it's just it's news, yeah. right? And then the Joey Ryan thing we'll follow up on. But uh, guys, thank you for having me, and let's uh, let's talk about this mania thing. I think it's a, I think it's a good idea if you'll have me. I'd love to do it. Hey, John, we would love oh, to have yeah, you. On. And thank you so much, John, Draper, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, John. Oh, apocalypse. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, I think at this point we might as well. That was just, a great interview. We might, yeah, well, we might as well just skip the commercials because uh, we only have about <laughs> left. Because uh, that went way. So you want to do the? Uh, you want to just go straight to the segments? Um, we might as well. We kind of touched I, on everything. We touched I, on every, all, everything else we want to talk well, about. I do want to. Uh, are you about, feeling? Because I do want to. Point everything is uh, shot. <laughs> yeah, except MLW. We haven't touched on that. We have not touched on MLW, and we will touch on MLW. Um, there's a lot that John. Listen, I, it's interesting because what John did for me was he really opened up my eyes about AEW. And how yeah. it's yeah, really, a really crappy product. When you dive deep into it, they're not doing things the right way. No, they're not. And all the pro and all the products, every like, product is crap right now. Every product is. AEW is just yeah. a gold plattered yeah. crap compared to everything else. I should. That's exactly what it is. You know what? I think I should just quit off the mat and just not even do this anymore. Forget wrestling. Just forget wrestling. <laughs> Alex thought I was. Not you too. Alex thought I was serious. He's look. He thought I was serious. Alex was like, "What?" <laughs> Alex, I'm kidding. I'm not leaving the show. 
Oh, but man. I do, I do want to talk about this one match, uh, the match between J- Jordan Oliver and, and uh, Jacob Fatu. That match was incredible. Oh, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Are you doing MLW right now? MLW, yeah. Okay, we, we, we'll segue into MLW right now. Okay. And this match was really, really well done because Jordan Oliver, he was just taking everything left and right from uh, Jacob Fatu. And of Contra and Contra, Contra has been the main focus of MLW lately. They've been the main, main stable in MLW, and they're doing a great job building up Contra and making them look good, making them look strong. And, and they did that throughout this match. And Fatu, Fatu is a, a really hard striker in the ring, and definitely one of my favorites that I've seen so far wrestle in MLW. But also, there was a new guy that joined MLW this week. His name was uh, Calvin Tankman, and he had a match against Laredo Kid. And I was surprised. I was absolutely blown away by this de- by this debut on MLW. He was fantastic. How's my boy doing, Leo? Leo, Leo's actually coming back next week. There's a there's a there's a big announcement that he's. I know going he to- has a big announcement. I saw that he has a huge announcement coming up this past week regarding his middleweight championship. I know he said that. Um, so I just want to. I just want to say one thing, and then we'll get back to that. But I have something I, I want to rant about, and so I want to save the last te- uh, ten minutes of the show for that. And it's going to be fun. It's going to make Errol very happy. It's going to make Speedy very minutes. happy. It's going to be ten minutes. So- no, I, well, then we have our, our finisher. Oh, okay. So. I was going to say, so our finishing moves, we'll save for 9.50, but... Um... Yeah, so do you want to do the... Uh... Well, no, 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 we'll do uh finishing move 9.55, like like normal. Yeah, so let Alex do... Alex, is there any more left for that? Yeah, MLW? go on about MLW, then we'll do our... Uh... For Calvin Tankman, I got to say, Calvin Tankman is looking strong, but I think they're moving too quick, putting him in the title pinch picture against... Uh, against uh, Fatu, I think they should wait. I, let, let allow allow Calvin Tankman to build himself up more, uh, make him make him look good, make him look strong, like how they did against Laredo Kid. Uh, Laredo Kid. How's Hammerstone doing? Hammerstone is doing well. Oh, I he's saw, great. Yeah, I he's oh, dude, having, he's bucks. He, he's having he, a match next week. He 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 will be scooped up by somebody. Unfortunately, MOW in the future will probably probably WWE. Could be. I think he would fit there way better than AEW, to be honest. I agree. There's but, one yeah. Okay. I think, yeah. So, Calvin Tankman, his his performances are just fantastic. His last performance was fantastic. I can't wait to see how they build him up. I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, hopefully, they give him a, a, a good match. What match I'd like to see Calvin Tankman wrestle in is a match against uh, – a match against – uh, Leo Rush would be good. I'd love to see that and see how he does. Yes, against- yes that would be great. That would be a great match. I like the idea with Tankman. I think he's somebody, like you said, because I, I watched the video that you watched. I, I watched bits and pieces of MLW. I'm not an avid like you are, but I watch bits and pieces of it like every now and then on YouTube. I subscribe to them and everything. And, and then, I, I agree with you on Tankman. I think they are rushing him a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's not right to just throw him in, immediately into the title. I game. agree. You're asking too much. You're 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 asking for too much. I think having him have a little robbery with Leo Rush would be a nice little beginning. Um, um all right. Um, and then, and then the other the other thing we saw I saw was uh the feud between uh. Alicia Tao and Selena De Lorena continued last week. That was interesting mm-hmm. to see. Yes. 
I, I loved all the bits and pieces from that. And I, it's it's leading towards it's. I think it's going to lead towards uh, a match with Alex Hammerstone and uh, his tag team partner taking on uh, Lost Parks. I think it's going to lead to something like love that. Love Lost Parks, man. Love those guys, dude. They're awesome. I love them. Okay, um, Alex, thank you for that. So, okay, we'll give you more of a platform next week. We didn't realize the interview was. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You, yeah. You in, let's throw in New Japan real quick. I want to give you guys the updated. Uh, the updated bracket for round one and two, because round three is happening. Uh, the quarter quarterfinals is happening March 16th and 18th. Uh, right now we are in, we're still in round one. So we still got ways of round one to go, but Kojima was eliminated by Jeff Cobb. So Jeff Cobb and evil are going to meet in the, in round two. Then we have Yano's going to fight great Okan in the second round. Hiroki Goto is going to take on Shingo in the second round. Minoru Suzuki and Kenta, that's going to be a hard-hitting physical and uh, physical environment. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And then we have Will Ospreay taking on ZSJ, and then Yuji Nagata and Sonata, and then the winner of Toa Nare versus Jay White will take on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Well, we know who's going to win that, so. Uh, I think it's going to be Jay White, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. It's not going to be Toa, even though Toa's a... That is such a bold prediction on your part, man. No. Even, <laughs> though Toa's, even though Toa's a strong, heavy hitter, and he's fast, Jay White, he likes to take his time. He's going to outmaneuver him. He's he's going to do whatever it takes to outsmart him, and he's good at doing that. And I think Toa Toa's going to be outsmarted in this matchup. Awesome. I agree. Well, I agree. thank you, Alex, um, for that. Okay. So, do we want to we'll do the thing now, and then we'll get to our finishing move already. It's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, we're going to do our fun segments. By, man. Time flew by. Okay. So, we're going to do the uh, push fire job, and then if you want to include them to be eaten by Nala Rose, you can throw that in there. Um, hey, I love that option. Song. That's awesome. <laughs> eaten by Nala Rose. Okay. <laughs> first, first person. Not that one. Oh, God. Randy Orton. Oh, do push, push, yeah. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say job. I, I, I want him to job. Someone put someone. Why would you job work? He's like 45. Why are you gonna push him even more? He's 45. Because he's one what of the. What more best can he do? Dude, he's one of the best heels in the business. You don't have to have him job. You could still have him push. You could have him be a push, but then be a main event there still at the same time. That's exactly. what people over. He's so over with everything. Yeah. He's over You're when right. he's the He's the best heel in the business. Yeah. Come on, a job. That's a disgrace that you put. We could have Randy Orton do anything, man. Damn you, man. Okay, you. Swerve Scott. <laughs> Swerve Scott. Who? Isaiah Swerve Isaiah Scott. Swerve Scott. Yes. Isaiah Swerve push. Scott. Yeah, definitely a push. Yeah. Because uh, if you, Josh, you I would, would say push too. He's very, very talented. If jo Josh, you need to watch uh, uh, more of his matches on NXT because right now the sec the uh, storyline they have him in with uh, Bron no, no, I think it's great what he's doing with the stuff yeah, with Leon Ross and Reed. Stuff. I think it's awesome. I think he's extremely athletic. Um, I think he should be in the North American Championship title opportunity at some point. I think he's that good. Um, but well, what, uh, what happened to the other guy that he was? Uh, competing against Leon Ruff, not Leon oh, Ruff, God. Uh, not Leon Ruff. I forget his name. I hate him. He's so bad. He's, he's, I can't watch him. He's like he watching Marco oh. Stunt. Uh, I forget this guy's name. 
Which one? Legata El Fantasma? No, it was a guy before it. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I know who you're talking about. I don't know the name either, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I, you know who I'm talking about, but he's yeah. had a lot of matches against him. And I, I think this – I think we who, need is – Is he the one that Malcolm Bivens is managing now? Well, that's – no, that's – um, what's his name? Uh – that's Rust, Tyler Rust. Tyler Rust, that's the guy. Tyler Rust, though he uh, he, I like what they're doing oh, with him. I love, I love what they're doing with Tyler Rust. Keep, keep moving along with that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I love. Okay, it. the next First name out of the hat. The next name out of the hat, because Josh is getting all muffled and I couldn't hear him, is the man who's getting all muffled himself, Joshua Silverberg. Push that's fire that's... job or eaten by Nala Rose. Wait, I'm gonna go with eaten by Nala Rose. Eaten by huh? Nyla. <laughs> Wait, that, that's my name that came out. You you say I sound muffled. I can't even see anything on your freaking screen. Um. <laughs> yeah, my light is really, right. really, really yeah, bright. Yeah, light. But... yeah, yeah. Shut up, it's your light. Uh, I'm gonna move it up there somewhere. But uh, I would push by Nyla Rose for Joshua Silverberg. Uh, I would push that guy to the freaking moon. You know. Um, uh huh. You're gonna you go know. to the moon just like Doge. <laughs> One, you should want to push me to the moon because, well, there's a reason certain somebody. Well, I got one. I got one. Um, Cameron Grimes push fire a job. Cameron Grimes push fire a job. Eaten by Dollar Rose. Why do you hate Cameron Grimes so much? I would job Cameron. I don't Grimes. hate him. I would job him. I just don't care for him. I would job him. He was great in Impact. Also, he's also also he's a very much racist. He is highly racist. The stuff that came out about that, no, 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 it didn't come out about him. He actually was saying stuff. He, he was saying the N word all over Twitter. So he was what? Yes, he was. He, he had he had old tweets that he was saying he was. He is highly, highly. Crazy. I did not know about this. I did not know about that. Now that now you upset. He was saying gay slurs, racist remarks. This I, is, I think I, this was before he was in WWE, but. And then, like, every couple of years, someone finds it again, and it comes out again on Twitter. Kind of like uh, the Excalibur bullshit, but... And, uh, what's the... Well, no. Um, I forget the other guy's name. He was with WWE. They released him recently. Jeez. Which one? Um... EC3? Not EC3. He he had the, uh... The, what was the... Uh, his finisher. I forget. I know the name of his finisher. Uh... It's like the this uh the freak accident. Oh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Oh, I hate him. Oh God. I He's hate probably him. still getting reamed somewhere. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now Alex is gonna use that. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Our final one before I rant. Reba. And I'm gonna say she should be eaten by Nala Rose too. Job. I'm gonna job. No, she can't even wrestle. She's garbage. I would use her as a jobber because you need people that suck at wrestling to be a jobber. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're right. No, in order to be a wrestler, you have to be good at taking uh, bumps. That's all you need. You don't need to be a good wrestler. You just gotta be able to take a bump. Can I just say one thing that John? You can take a bump and look good. You can be a jobber. By the way, can I just say one thing that John said before that stuck out to me with the interview? Sure. He he likes uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Yeah, and he, sure. and he, he likes Mark and Jay Briscoe. He thinks he thinks they're almost he thinks they're almost as good. He thinks they're better. I than knew young that guys. that was gonna make you. He thinks the they're happiest man alive. You know what surprised me about John that he said? 
is that he's a big John Moxley Dean Ambrose fan. That Wait, he, he said they're bigger than the Young Bucks. Who the Shield? No, 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 no. Jay and Mark. Oh, Jay and Mark Briscoe. Statement. He is saying that. He's saying that because he knows I love the Young Bucks. He doesn't know any. For, That's he, why he's put. No, no, no. You, you're saying it. Oh yeah, me. Yeah. Well, you. Go back. Well, okay. Now I want to rant. Okay. I want to rant. We have. We have I like five minutes. I'm gonna get my uh my screenshot here so I can read this out loud, and then I am gonna have some fun. Okay. Well. Um, I am very prepared, good sir. Now I want to start off by saying something. If you are a fan of this show. Okay. And you used to watch this show before us called Behind the Barricade. I'm sorry for what I'm going to say. I'm going to stop there from, like, talking about apologizing. Now, Behind the Barricade was a garbage, garbage, garbage show. They were terrible. That is why they're not on this network anymore. And they have the audacity to go around talking shit about Errol and about this network. They are horrible. They said that the re- that Errol pushed him off the show and wanted him to fail. And the time that I've been on this network, that is bullshit. That is bullshit. And both of you two, and Pete, who or Speedy Pete, who's sitting back there listening, can even attest that Errol will never want something on his network to fail. And the f- I'm going to say this about the wrestling opinions, first off. Because they said that they thought that big show signing and that Christian signing there is them pushing the old guys like WCW did. Are you like mentally stupid as can be? Like even John Japper said, they're never going to go anywhere. They're just there to put over other talent. When was the last time you saw Dustin Rhodes wrestle before this week at, at, the, at the favorite? Never! He doesn't wrestle anymore because they don't actually have these old guys actually wrestle. They are never there. Stinger has been on there for three months now. He wrestled once. These people... Like you even said to Josh, they only talk WWE. Only talk WWE. Yeah, but Which, I hey, that's fine. I don't want to. That's fine. I don't and I'm going to tell you right now. Harp on history and stuff like that. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to. No, move. no, no, no. I'm going to call them out because they, they called out this network that I'm on now. And they said how bad it was. No, the network is not bad. This network is amazing. They are bad. They are terrible. And the fact that they had that they were giving an opportunity. And then we'll talk shit about it. Well, this took a whatever. Turn. It's yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's do our finisher now. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. I love how he thinks he's like the boss fan now because he did that little rant. Let's do our finisher now. That's it. We're done. Hold well, on. I don't want to keep going. Pump the brakes. Okay, go for it. Keep going. Pump the brakes. Okay. Alex, if you don't mind, would you mind if I spoke on behalf of you and I? Really quick? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We have never brought that. Sh- I understand what you're saying, and I completely understand. I get it. Trust me. When people say things like that, it's hurtful and it sucks. But one thing that Arrow has taught me since I've gotten to know him is who cares what people say? You show them in the future. That's what makes you better. Rather than harping on the past, worry about the present. And I think we have never actually 
even brought up. I don't. I don't think we've ever even brought up behind the barricade, have we, Alex? No, not this at the all. The first time this has ever been brought. Up. I'm not saying you did anything wrong, Lyle. Not. I know. And I know. Alex, not either. I think when you're when 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 you say things that somebody says, you don't need to retaliate it because look, you're 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 on the network now. Mm-hmm. You just need to, you just need to ignore it and just you, you ignore the noise. Bridge. Ignore the noise. Just away. And and I can tell you, Errol will tell you the same thing. Ignore the noise mm-hmm. and show them why our product is better, rather than calling them out on it and letting them show that they got to you. You show them on the product itself. Well, they yeah. they, they didn't talk bad no, about no. Our, our product. They talk bad about the network. Well, no, uh, forget that, dude. It's in the past with them. They're not a part of it anymore. And we move on. Mm-hmm. And, then, and that's just how we do it here at, at WWSRN. We are professional. We keep it professional. We don't, we don't, we don't, you know, we don't go back and forth with other people. So um, there's no reason to go back and forth with people. No. Listen, if they have an opinion on something, let them have let their, them speak their opinion. Yeah. You know, and that's, have, if they want to, if they want to be critical about something, let them let them be critical. Exactly, about it. let them be critical about it, and we will show them that we have a very good product. You know, but there's no reason to even mention the name or whatever it was it was associated with, because that's the past, dude. We're mm-hmm. in the past. We're in the present now. That's it. We had a great interview tonight with John Draper. Um, great took, interview. You know, Larry took an hour and thirty-five minutes. Can't believe that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, Alex, we will give you more of a platform next week to do your stuff with MOW New Japan. I know you want to. I'm sorry about that. No, it's fine. I, I it actually it gives me more to talk about because I watch these shows a lot. I keep up. Oh, no, of course. Um, but Lyle, listen, we we're happy you're here on the network with us, and we want to move forward and make this product a very special product, and we will. And we're working towards that. And bigger things are happening here at the network um, that we will not disclose right now, but. Um, I have a quick announcement. I go for I, it, buddy. I just found out today that I am a part of the one of the biggest wrestling news sites, uh, PW Mania. I'm going to be a contributor to write opinionated columns. So, so I'm, I'm excited to start. I'm excited to start working with them and come up with. I'm excited to come up with huge articles and give my opinion on the whole wrestling world and share it with their fans. Don't forget to share it with us at WWSRN. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. But that's awesome, dude. Congratulations. You deserve it. We know how hard you've been working for this, especially me. I've known you since last year. I mean, I know how hard you've worked in trying to get into this business and getting your foot in the door. And It's not an easy business to get. No, it's not. And, and um, you know, take your thing. So let's get to our finishing move, man. Um, Alex, in honor of you getting your new job, we will let you start first. Go first. So my finishing move is I actually I was going through some storage uh, last week or two weeks ago. I found an old uh, PWI magazine from 2013 with Seamus on the cover. And fun, funny thing about it, uh, I opened the book and I was looking through it and I saw Mercedes Martinez in there from 2013. And she's she's. She's on the main roster of NXT now, so that's that's really cool to see. And it's, I read I read a little bit of it. It said that she competed in WXW for a little while, which is the office promotion in uh, Orlando, not Orlando, Mineola, Florida. Yeah, he runs a promotion over there, so that was cool. 
And then I saw what else did I see in there? I saw a young AJ Styles in there. That was that was pretty unique. That was pretty cool to see. And then there was oh, there I, I there the uh, when Jerry Lawler had his heart attack, they had a whole article about that in there. Of uh, the Monday Night Raw. Yes, from- I remember that. All right, man, that's awesome. Lyle, go for it, man. Um, I just want to say, you know, I actually, I really kind of. When I broke it down, the Revolution pay-per-view, I don't think it was that bad. I think it left a really bad taste in everybody's mouth because of the ending. The, the main event from Bell, from Bell to Bell was, was good. I, I really liked the, the match for the most part. Um, there were a couple of matches that I really hated. Um, tag Team Battle Royal. Well, the uh, cinematic match. match good, at least. Uh... They had no business. Yes. The, those, those other two matches there had no business being on the card. They were cut off. The show had been great. But um, I, I think that uh, overall, overall the wrestling was good. Um, the women's match was the best match of the entire show. I think the best match to me was a cinematic match because that was where it was very well done. It was very well edited and put together. And the the way they performed in that matchup and how they made it look was was great. I, I, it was amazing. Uh, my shout out, uh, excuse me, my shout out, my uh, finishing move is pretty much going to be, uh, tomorrow night is this is tomorrow night is going to be the most interesting night. I think we've seen from these two shows, you have a a heavy duty lineup for NXT tomorrow and you have the part of AEW, which a lot of people are now questioning, did they go the right route with some stuff? Were things done the right way? You know, I agree with Alex and. I thought the Sting Darby match was really good. I thought the ladder match was very good. Although at first I thought the brass ring looked like a Honey Nut Cheerio, and then it turned out it looked like a uh, thing from Sonic. Uh, it was not. Yeah, that was great. Uh, I, I that didn't understand hilarious. that whole kind. I, I, I mean, it is. It was something good. that's good on paper, but then when you put it out there, it does not look good. Yeah, it was just. I mean, this this was, and you can read my article on the network on the worldwide. I will. Uh, I will. Um, I pretty much crapped on the pay per view. I said it was one of the worst pay-per-views they've had. Um, I think All Out is the worst pay-per-view they ever had. Well, All Out my, of 2020. Read my article, and I'll explain to you why. That's what I, I will tell you. I'm not saying it, it wasn't bad. I'm saying that All Out was the worst one. Dude, would you have it any like 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 Revolution did? That tops anything of All Out when you have that. Again, I, I disagree. As Marvin I overall, from, from, from the first match to the last match, that, ma- that card was terrible. But you, well, you can continue. Again, so far you, to me, the worst two pay-per-views this year have been AEW Revolution and Elimination Chamber. I agree. Listen, in the words of Marvin Martian, there was supposed to be a kaboom. Where is the kaboom? Yeah. It was a fart in the church. That's what that was. So that's why Revolution to me is one was their worst pay-per-view. And as Vince McMahon says, everybody always remembers the ending. That was the ending. Sparklers in, in a backyard. And Eddie Kingston selling something that never happened. And then yeah. John Moxley crapping on the product and saying why it sucked. Pretty much. That's why it's the worst pay-per-view. That's all you need. That one moment, that ruins the entire show because it leaves a sour taste in your mouth. So um, I want to thank John Draper again for being on with us. Uh, it was awesome. There's Speedy Petey coming on. Uh, that means it's signal for us for time to go. But ladies and gentlemen, tune in for us next week. Before we go, 
how you could download our app. It's very simple. You, If you have an iPhone, you go to the Apple Store, you type in WWFSRN. If you have an Android, you go to the Google Play Store, you type in Worldwide Sports. Let's check us out at WorldWideSportsRadio.com, our professionally ran website. Uh, you can check all of our articles, show schedules, clips from the show. You can rewatch and listen to the show if you missed it, our bios, uh, everything like that that is going on. And we have future uh, events coming up when everything opens up again, and it's going to be awesome. Don't forget to check me out, of course, uh, with Speedy Petey and Errol Marks on Saturday. On 103.9 FM, Long Island News, uh, The Weekend Crunch with myself and um, – Errol's going in for surgery this weekend, so um, he's yes, doing the he show. Is. Let's wish him well. It's going to be the Josh well. yep. show pretty much, so it should be fascinating. But what were you going to say, Alex? Also, check out the Off the Mat website. Uh, I just uh, I yeah. update. We have some new updates on there. We have a new updated uh, pay-per-view list for 2021. And then we have – well, I'll soon, soon, tomorrow, there's going to be hopefully some live reports. So stick around That's for that. Absolutely. And of course, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Periscope. We are on all different social media platforms. So for Lyle Gillen, Alex Lowe, Speedy Petey, I'm Josh Silverberg. This has been Off the Mat. We'll check you out next Tuesday. Enjoy AEW and NXT tomorrow. Enjoy SmackDown Friday, and we will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.